For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpupsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. How you doing? This is Leonard Weaver, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports, baby. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Flick that bean, yeah. Corner Pub Sports. Brought to you by Wildfire Radio. Hey, everybody, welcome. To the pub. Welcome to Friday. Friday. Friday, 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 Friday. That's a voice you haven't heard on the on the live air in a while. Yeah, I'm gonna be back regularly. Fortunately, unfortunately, that's sort of exactly the same time. How you look at? So, uh, myself, Sean here on the panel at the bar tonight. Welcoming us is also. Hey, Ron's hey. back. Hey. Yeah, he's you know, back. Sean and I only started this. <laughs> oh, my God, I don't care. Welcome, to, welcome back, man. You will listen to everything I have to say. Welcome back to the show, guys. I got six months worth of content. I've been sitting on it a while. Got I'm going to need some time. <laughs> so we open a little, uh, open a little Corey Feldman. Ooh. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, we we got a lot we got a lot to get to tonight on the show, that's for sure. But uh, of course, we want to as we as we do every week, we want to thank you guys for listening live on Wi-Fi Radio and um, CornerPodSports.com. Of course, everyone that downloads on iTunes this is so bad; it's awesome. He's really trying too. Is this the one where he's dancing around with like those angel-looking yeah girls no, behind? No, him? no, not this. This is before that. Oh, okay. He's totally the other one with the Today Show where he's wearing the. Uh, Better call Saul, like, space blanket over his head. There's another one that was just absolutely priceless level crazy. This one, he's 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 totally lip-syncing, and he's wearing a jacket that resembles the, the like the military jacket that Michael Jackson used to wear, and he's actually trying to dance like Michael Jackson. It is funny. It, yeah, every, now, I don't think I've ever heard this before, but in everything that I've seen from him, he is hardcore channel Michael Jackson. So bad. Yeah. But, you uh, plucked him right out of 1983, man. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. What the fuck? He's just as fucking crazy, too. Yeah, it's really funny because, I mean, you hear about, you know, years and years ago that he would go to rehab and this and that. I still think he's coked out of his mind. I mean, it's the only rational explanation. For yeah, there's why something this wrong shit with him. Exists. Well, instead of this video, we should have just We should have just done sure that. Another one. This yeah. video is the end result of that. Start him up, buddy. Start him up. Start him up. Start him up. Uh, so yeah, so obviously uh, 
Everyone that's listening live and downloading, thank you very much. We do this every Friday night if you want to check us out live, 815 uh, Wildfire Radio. And um, might take a moment to hope the silence. Uh, More in the death of the Corner Pub Kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Corner Pub Kitchen's dead. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a good way to announce it. Ceremoniously. No more kitchen. No more kitchen. They want it more. They were trying to. Why would you clap for that shit? Oh my god, it was horrible. Oh my god, he's done. (laughs) Yeah, it's over. (laughs) There's some like Asian guy in the front row. You were very good. (laughs) Thank you. English motherfucker, do you speak? (laughs) That was pretty bad. Excuse me, I speak 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Totally do. Um, But uh, yeah. Uh, we want to, we want to promote uh, the Naked Bruins event. Uh, of course, they provided the great beer that we are drinking right now. Oh, sorry, I'm at the push this one. <laughs> Jesus, that was a total slip, actually. Uh, but Naked Bruins, uh, booze and brews. It's October 21st from four to nine. This does look like a really really cool event. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely going to hit it up. Uh, Halloween beer festival. Uh, vendors like on a roll are going to be there. Chickies and Pete's is going to be there. Uh, there was like seven plus breweries. I know like St. Ben's is going to be there. Nobody's allowed to park within five feet of the Chickies and Pete's food truck, though. <laughs> Why is that? No reason. They just oh. like their space. Oh. 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 All right. Um, <laughs> on a roll, though. We've dealt with quite a few times yeah, now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> really good people, man. I like on a roll. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a ton of Broken Goblet's going to be there, uh, St. Benjamin's, of course, Naked. There's a couple others, uh, more than a couple. There's, there's probably like close to 10 breweries St. Ben's now. is a former sponsor of ours, too. Yes, they are. Really, really good beer. There's going to be live Tim music. Tim Patton and uh, Sean Dooley and the crew over there. Yeah, Sean's a good person. Um, so is Brian Susevich. He's yes, a nice person. He's a, he's a nice, he's a nice <laughs> And Colin, he's a nice guy. He's a, he's a kind gent. <clears throat> he's a good uh, soul. Uh, costume contests, laser shows, uh, bonfire. So it's twenty five dollars online at Halloween Booze and Brews dot Eventbrite with a B R I T E dot com, or you can uh, pay at the door. It's thirty bucks and uh, fifty one Buck Road, Huntington Valley. Of course, you just follow our uh, Instagram or website and stuff. We'll be promoting it as we've been doing. But yeah, check it out. Support our sponsor because they're good people. Naked Bruins, a no, they really are. I mean, on top job. of having a fantastic product, I mean, you're supporting a local business. It's a hyper local business, actually. I mean, they're extremely local. Uh, again, quality product and really good people associated with it. I mean, yeah. you, you really can't go wrong in that regard. And speaking of Naked Bruin, I guess we can announce that we are going to be at Naked Bruin once again the day before, October 20th. Uh, we'll be there Friday night, October 20th, doing our show. Back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back days at Naked. Nothing wrong with that. Uh-uh. Nothing wrong with being back-to-back naked. Like you know being naked. I yep. like to spend as much time naked as I possibly can. Cheeks to cheeks. Some people well, if it comes right down to it, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get comfortable naked together. Groins to loins. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be there uh, October 20th. We're frothy. That's right. <laughs> right now we are drinking, uh, we're actually drinking a pink bunny from Naked. And uh, good stuff. But we're going to, have you tried the cream ale yet? Pink plate. The Naked cream ale? Buck Naked? That's the other growler. I, can't, I think I did. I think the last time we were there for a live show, I, I do think that's that when he first came out with yeah. it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yep. What are you drinking there, Gar? Flying Fish Farmhouse Summer Ale. There you go. You know what I drank that night too, and I'm try. I don't. I think it was a concoction that Brian came up. Yeah, he with. came up with like something. Derivative right. of the gentleman. It was. It was their the, uh, um, double IPA that they have. The gentleman's a stout. That's the. Um, yeah, what the hell? Something was it? The it, 
what the hell was it? Because he had the Napoleon stout that came out for yeah, a little while. Yeah, it was kind of like a half and half that he put together. Yeah. That I just thought was absolutely out of this world. I mean, like I said, really, really good people over there. At least it wasn't the Abraham Lincoln. It, at least it wasn't that. <laughs> you don't want a shot in the back of the neck. Um, they actually had a new brewer who, a brewmaster who started on Monday, too. So I'm sure there'll be uh, Dave. some. Yep. Brewmaster Dave. There you go. I don't know his last name, so we should do we need another Dave. Not down the way, Dave. Not down the way, Dave. Ooh, Brewmaster Dave. No. This Dave actually does something with his life. <laughs> Good old Davey boy. He actually commits to society. Dave would <laughs> just pour all the shit that's hanging out in his Coors Light cooler into the brew. It's true. Into the brew tank. It's true. You're like, this sounds great. Cool, great. Coors Light with Napoleon. Sounds great. <laughs> Neapolitan. It's a unicorn. That's right, Dave. <laughs> like a Cro-Magnon man. <laughs> That's a, they, sh- they should come out with a beer called the Unicorn. It's, it's dedicated to Dave. Shathead. <laughs> Shathead. <laughs> you can't throw baseballs, guy. Just call it the guy. I'm not guy. your guy, buddy. I'm not your guy. Hey, what's up, Ridesburg? <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. Hey, Shranksville. <laughs> Making fun of Cali all the time. Hey, Shranksville. <laughs> South Jersey. The fuck? Who lives in South Jersey? I'm gonna give a big shout out. Down the way. Big shout out to uh, Seth, who's actually out there in uh, San Diego, um, and the he Wales vagina. And he said he has the show going for a bunch of people. He's driving around, so thank you, Seth. Um, but anyway, I guess we should get to sports. Uh, oh, one more thing. Oh, we do have an agenda. There's been a merger. Uh, just wanted to mention that uh, 215 Sports uh, Station. They had a couple shows. Uh, Ricky Patalco was was one of the shows. Uh, Dee Lynham, who used to cover the Sixers, uh, a few others uh, are now joining Wildfire Radio. So uh, this is good. Uh, good news. Uh, it's going to uh, you know just grow grow the name, the Wildfire name, and uh, make things bigger and better. And uh, the sports shows on Wildfire are, are going to be a little more predominant, I think. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. But we are going to uh, be doing an, a, another remote broadcast in November, which I, I think we'll wait a little bit to announce that one. Yeah, but, I mean, we'll wait until yeah. after we're done at uh, the brewery. Naked, yeah. and, you know, so, but uh, for those who live in the uh, Philadelphia, North Wales area, perhaps, just, uh, North yeah. Wales, we'll call it a little bluebell. Yeah, a little bit of that. A <laughs> little lower Gwynedd. Keep November 13th clear, that's all. <laughs> it's a Monday night. A little Gwynedd Valley. <laughs> So at least it ain't Delco. Delco, maybe, maybe a little ridal action. Get it all over her shorts. You got it all over my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy you laugh with it. What? <laughs> you laugh with it, and I That's always think great. it's like the the clip, and it's really you laughing That's at yourself. Yeah. Better on you than in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends. You know. Maybe not me. Sometimes you have to load the dishwasher. You know what I mean? What's an eighty-year-old woman taste like? Depends. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so let's get to some sports because there's been uh, a, a, uh, some breaking news as of a couple of hours ago. Uh, Phillies have relieved Pete McCannon of his duties as manager. ABC. Well, they didn't exactly ABC, yeah. relieve him. <laughs> Per se. They he, promoted him out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now he's going to be what? Like an assistant to the general manager? Which to me Why? is the uh, dead equivalent of, hey, you're still under contract. We're not paying you to do nothing. That's basically you what it what is. You know what I mean? Like, come in, we'll put you to work. That's basically we'll what it is. We'll find something for you to do. I guess we'll go around. I mean, I, are you guys surprised by this? No. Well, 
They're one of the worst no. teams in baseball. How can you be surprised? The Phillies are a sad, sad, sad. I mean, job. we said it at the beginning of the season. I mean, Sean, I, I think you and I were generally on the same page in the sense that when we said, look, win-loss record, what do you kind of figure the Phillies would hover around? And I around think we 500. Both probably said about 500. I said about 80 wins. Take, I said 70 to 80 wins. Three games. Right. Something around there. Right. They fell well short of that. They didn't lose any talent. They only added to the team, and everybody seemed like they regressed for the first two-thirds of the year. It was only after they finally called up some of the prospects that they had in the minors that they seemed to start showing a little bit of life. Well, what they added, though, I mean, you know, look at what they added. The, the guys they added, the one guy that actually panned but out was no Pat, worse. Pat Neshek. I mean, Pat Neshek was the only guy. Joaquin well, Michael ben, Saunders, but I mean, that was a He was terrible. I mean, yeah, Benoit he was, awful. was terrible. Yeah. Too you know, well, too late. They had, you know, Clay Buckholtz got hurt. He never, never played. A little bit of bad luck. Um, you know, so so you had that. But they were no worse. That's the thing. They didn't lose anybody. No, they they everybody didn't. stepped backwards. Naris stepped backwards from last year. Oh yeah, the only real thing, badly. The only thing I'll say, I think Gary Aaron Nola is one of the only guys that really kind of consistently, I think, played really, really well through all the year. Right. And I mean, Christ Almighty, that's a fucking miracle considering he had Tommy John surgery right before the <laughs> inside, right before the season that's started. An, that's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a big argument with this dude. I guess we can talk about it now. I'm not the fucking listening to this anyway. I mean, we definitely can. It's so fucking we, ridiculous. It's right now. before the season it's twice started. It's ridiculous now. <laughs> this guy's like arguing with us, saying this it. guy who's a former writer of ours. Yeah, oh. basically this. Nah, I don't want to say his uh, name. Uh, George Ramilly. I don't know if I mean you no. wouldn't have read it. He blocked us all on Facebook. So let's I'll call him. Ugly did it. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> He's basically telling us that um, that the uh, oh oh we got food food delivery. Yay. So so basically that that Aaron uh, Noel is not going to make it through the season. He's already hurt. He has to get Tommy John surgery. I mean, you tell me where. This all came from an article that was released on April 1st. It was clearly an April Fool's Day joke. At the bottom of the article, it says. Right. Nice and clear. Know, yeah, because I even called about it, and I'm like, where the hell did you read this? Like, I didn't read a word about this. And the article he links was all the way at the bottom. Like, I forget what the blog is. I think it's like, that ball's out of here or some yeah. shit like that. Or, you know, it's like, oh, you've been pranked by that ball's out of here or whatever. But the guy clearly never read the article. He just read the headline and just sort of ran with it. You know Which what is I mean? what most people today do. They just I've read fucking headlines. I've done it. Oh, yeah. Yes, you have. I have yeah, but when you Thanks, read an Gary. article on April 1st, you kind of have to look at it all with a little bit. But the thing <laughs> was, for me, this was like a week after the fact. So I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, this isn't true. But, dude, this guy's going crazy. Crazy saying, I'm telling oh, you, he's no. hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. He, he's really. just not telling the coaching staff. No, he's really hurt. Like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? He's pitching fucking Friday. Sure enough, he came out and pitched Friday. I'm like, that's not too bad for. Uh, no, he's not listed. It's like, no, he is listed. He's not listed officially, but he's on. It was it was bad, dude. It was really bad. And we well, ended why up. Why did they skip his start? It's like, because he had one of the last starts in spring training. They're just flipping it over. Like, Dude, big argument, and it got worse and worse. Next thing you know, we're blocked from all his pages and shit. Like, whatever. Yeah, he dude. starts getting personal, then he's going political. Yeah, and, and it's then like, we're like, you guys dude, a bunch we, of we don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Want to right be radio hosts? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, fuck you, man. Like, Suck dude, my balls. You wrote for us. Like, you couldn't be that balls. upset. <laughs> fuck you. Suck my balls. Fuck you, fucking jerk. Fucking jerk. You're an asshole. I think yeah. you tried to rationalize with him at one point. Kiss my ass. Like, Look, George, I love you, man, but you look like a fucking idiot. You fucking yeah. jerk. And he's so- like, now your name calling? I'm like, 
I'm saying you look like an idiot. Now salt, I know you are an idiot. Salt and pepper hair, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, fucking ball bag. Oh, fucking ball bag. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the topic here. Um, blue waffle. But no, I, I'm not surprised McCaddy <laughs> got you know, moved out of the director's chair, so to speak. The real question is who's going to take over for him? Well, yeah, so there's... No, nah, I'm, I'm all right, Nick. Eh, I'm good. Um, so there's a list here of guys that, that, that CSN, soon to be NBC Sports, is, is, um, has released. So, so uh, Dusty Wathen, who's, who's actually the double-A coach for the Phillies right now. Um, I don't know that that would be a bad pick either. I don't either. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, Brad Osmus. Um, no, I don't want him. Yeah, he managed the Tigers for a few years. Doesn't mean anything. Let go me. last year. Ruben Amaro Jr. Or this year. He's still there this year. I'm sorry. Uh, they, 90, 74, and 86 games they won under Osmus with, with the Tigers. Um, he's 48 years old. I mean, if, if no. you're going younger, right? So you got to keep that in mind if that's the way they want to go. A, a popular name, especially in this area, is Joe McEwen. Uh, he's from Bristol, PA. Obviously, he played uh, – he was a utility man with the uh, Cardinals. Nothing comes, comes to Bristol. Uh, and he was a third base coach and a bench coach for the White Sox. Buck Shawwater, we've Buck Shawwater has been around for fucking ages. I don't want Shawwater either. I want no part of him, dude. He, but he's, the number of teams he's and I kind of get like it was probably a natural name to come up because he's connected with McPhail with the Orioles hookup and everything. Right. But no, I mean I, I don't want him either. I mean, where did they win in Baltimore? That that would if I'm McPhail, Shawwater would probably be the kind of guy I wouldn't necessarily mind if they had a little bit more of a veteran team and he's walking into a little bit more of a ready-made situation. I think that's the kind of team that he's ideally suited for, not like Dude, he he destroyed the Baltimore Orioles this year. Yeah. The, I mean, not that the Orioles had a terrible season, but they they were they were poised to make a big run this year. They had all the talent and they just fell apart and and a lot of them are saying that Showwater is a big part of that. They just weren't playing for him anymore. He made some bad decisions last year in the playoffs, too. I, I wanted a part of him. Here's a name that Phillies fans should know, uh, David Ross. Um, but he, uh, you know, played played with the Cubs, won a World Series. He was in the, he was in the broadcasting booth this this year. Um, I, I don't know why they think he's – I mean, he's kind of an out-of-box name. I, I don't see him becoming a manager, honestly. No. Mark McGuire, I'm going to move on. <laughs> no. Here's another one that they actually – I can't fucking believe they dared to list this name. Ruben Amaro Jr. Mm, no. <laughs> I, swear, I, I swear to fucking God. I, I swear to God. It, but no. If they, if they fucking sniff at Ruben Amaro Jr., I'm done. Like, I'm out. Like, I want no part of this. We were laughing about that earlier. Juan Samuel? No. Not a bad coach, but I wouldn't want him as a manager. Jorge Vanelda? Um, you know, he's with basically Venezuela, and he's with the Phillies Latin American development team. I was just going to say, that might actually, I mean, this is going to come off sound a little bit more racist than I really intended to. But, like, if we were the Marlins, for example, like, we could just transplant franchises, and we had a lot of a, if we had a really heavy, like, Latin American American scouting department, it would sort of make sense to use Samuel because I do think he's a bright guy. Just keep him away from Mike Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't know how to speak English on my team. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking mess. <laughs> that was a mop up duty there. The other name is uh, Rod Gardenhire. That's that's a that's another name I've heard a lot. Um, nah, so far thing. retread. Yeah, retread coach. It's been all over the place. Never really won anything. I'm not really interested in him. And finally, Joey Cora. Uh, he was a Pirates third base coach. I'm a little surprised Mike Social wasn't on that list anywhere. 
Yeah, I mean, that's another. That, there's another name who's got the local ties, and everyone just kind of figures, all right, he's he, maybe he'll be interested. He could be interested. I don't know. I mean, the Angels are not a good team. I mean, it, it might make sense for him to be looking for another opportunity. But, I mean, if I was the Phillies, I'd be looking internally really closely at their double and triple A level and seeing if you could find that. I mean, and I feel like I'm eating a little bit of crow because I never liked the guy when he was here, but, like, the next Terry Francona. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would be the kind of guy I think would be ideally suited for a situation like this. I, I like Overall, I guess I was a little surprised. Uh, I know the reports are coming out this week, but I, I thought – Look, the Phillies brought up this young talent, finally. They brought him up. And the Phillies played near 500 balls since the All-Star break. That's not terrible, dude. Like, based on what you started with and the, and the lack of production you were getting out of these, these veteran players, like Michael Saunders and the pitching staff, I thought, hey, you played nearly 500 ball. You, you got the chance to play spoiler near the end. whoop de fucking do But you did. And, you know, you beat some good teams down the stretch, and you showed some promise. And you showed a lot of bright lights for the future. Now you're going to change... Now you're gonna change, you know, the hel- you know, at the helm there, and and you don't know what you're gonna get coming in. Now I'll say this: if because you you told me before the show started, guy, you said something about you heard that they said that they were disappointed by his lack of development. Yes. What the fuck was he dealt with at the beginning of the season? That's that's my only counter. And look what you have now. Like Mikel Franco to me, I never liked Mikel Franco coming out. All right, so I don't know what you're gonna. I don't know what you're gonna do with the guy. Uh, I'm really not the guy's biggest fan at all. I think the flaws in his game are really, really big. I mean, you could drive a truck through him. And 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 granted, like guys like Reese Hoskins who came into the majors hitting homers, are you're not developing him? He's only been here for a month and a half, so (laughs) it's not like he walked in. I mean, one of the things I've been most impressed with Hoskins that he clearly wasn't taught, you know, just by being up in the majors. He might have the most disciplined approach to the plate of anybody on the team at this point. I mean, he clearly goes up with a plan. I mean, he has a pitch in mind that he wants to swing at, and he's got no fear whatsoever of waiting it out, drawing a walk, walking a pitcher over a little bit. He might be the best guy in the lineup at it, to tell you the truth. I, he didn't I, learn that just in a couple of weeks. No, up. no. But I but also, and also say that like, the other guys I, I look at when I say, how can you say McCannon didn't develop anybody? What about Freddie Gallis? What about Cesar Hernandez? Those guys have turned into decent Herrera. ball players. Herrera too. Those guys have turned into decent players. Uh, you were seeing Aaron Nola. You mentioned Aaron Nola. He, he's pitching well. Now you hear like Eichhoff. Look, look, Eichhoff stuff to me. I think he's just a ho hum pitcher. I, I've never been enamored with Eichhoff at, at any point. And. You know, before the season starts, people are like, oh, he could be the ace. I'm like, why? No, Based I mean, on like, what? Look, I like the guy more than you do. And even I never said he was going to be an ace. No, I you never did. Be, I heard other people. like, Yeah, you he know. could be a really competent four or five. Right. So he I don't know. absolutely, like, hold his own as a fourth or a fifth pitcher in a rotation. He's another guy like Velasquez who couldn't stay healthy, you know? And so yeah, I, I don't know. Like, he's got such a fucking short, short leash. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you wanted the guy to do with what he was dealt with. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I I I, th- I think, me personally, I would have, I would have seen what he could have done with this lineup next year. Clintac go out and get him a, a couple of solid pitchers. Maybe it's easier for me just because I never really wanted him in the first place. Like, yeah. I just never really understood what the Phillies saw that you know found them like so enamored with a guy. But when an organization for a sports franchise is unhappy, who takes the fall? <clears throat> yeah, the manager does. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I get you. Um, I mean, you already changed everything else, right? You changed the GM. You already changed your scouting department last year. You already, 
And they inherited him, too. So, I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. they didn't give him a little bit of time to, you know, kind of, I guess, like, show them something. I mean, they, they did give him a little bit of a tryout before giving him the boot. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear that. I mean, I understand that. Um, I don't know. I, I just... You actually really see that, to tell you the truth. Usually, just, I mean, as soon as the new guy comes in, he sweeps everybody out. Yeah. It's just, what you know, they were going to get now. And, like, what did they take another back? I can't take another fucking backward step with this team. You know, it, we're seeing the tail coming through. You, you, we're seeing the light, and you're like, all right, here we go. We're going to start being competitive next year. Not competitive, we're in the World Series competitive. Well, certainly somebody that absolutely specializes in talent development. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'd be inclined to – and that being said, I don't have any names in mind or anything, but – if it was me, I would look really closely at everybody's minor league system. Whether I mean, the Yankees have always, in the last couple of years anyway, have had a really good minor league system. I'd be taking a really close look at theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, teams like the Marlins, I'd be looking really hard at their scouting department and their uh, their minor league department. Our own, like I'd be interviewing a lot of internal candidates. Again, I don't have a specific name in mind per se, but that's where I would look. Well... I think if you wanted to fire anybody first, it should have been fucking Bob McClure. He should have been the oh, first yeah, fucking guy. I mean, guy. he's going to go with the man. He, he should have been gone two years the, ago. That fucking clown. No, but I mean, Frank you're, Zappa you're looking motherfucker. Right, he's going to go whenever the new coach comes in. He's not going to keep him no, on. I mean, it's going to be up to the new manager's discretion of who, like, which coaches he wants to stay on. He's going to go. Make no mistake. Fucking waving the white flag that one game and fucking. I can't stand that fucking guy. No, he's I, terrible. I mean, look, I'm not McCann's biggest fan, but no, you're absolutely right. McClure's horrible. He's a ball bag. He's a fucking ball bag. <laughs> he got it all over my shorts. He's so funny. You laugh at yourself every He's time. He's a swimmer. <laughs> Best part of him, drip down his mother's leg. Fucking guy. <laughs> his um, dad should have jacked off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus jacked her off. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But if there is any hope for the Phillies, look at the Minnesota Twins. The uh, the Twins lost a hundred games last year, and they clinched the second wild card spot in the AL uh, two nights ago. Yeah, you know it's really pretty funny impressive. I was told that it usually takes about two years to really like make an improvement to <laughs> yeah. the point where you can get to the especially playoffs. in baseball. You know, baseball is a big... Uh, I would think that after two years, they're just happy being 500 myself. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, dude, seriously. Did this, I mean, and it's just... Uh, that's kind of aggravating because you had some pieces in place here. And, like, you need to add, make a couple additions, clean up that, clean up the bullpen, which needs a massive cleaning, and, and, and add a few starters, and add one or two starters, and you might have something here. Especially in a division, to me, that isn't that great. Yeah, then are the Nationals really that good? No, they're paper champions. I mean, they're yeah. literally just winning the division just because nobody else. Yeah, is no one. Else, yeah, they all them. suck. All the other teams suck. It's a slow division. speed race to the finish. It's like the fastest window liquor. <laughs> so in the AL, uh, you have Boston and the Yankees both clinch. Uh, the division is still up for grabs. Boston's only two and a half up on the Yankees, so that's that's going to come down to the wire. Of course, this is the final weekend of baseball, so we'll see what happens tonight. Actually, it could be decided tonight, depending on what happens there. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I read that they could go tonight. Yeah, it could, yeah. Uh, you got Cleveland, who won a division, and uh, who won 100 games so far. And Minnesota, like I said, 
clinch the last playoff spot. Cleveland's then, hitting the end of the year absolutely on fucking fire. Yeah, they are. Dude, 159 the record. That's that's pretty awesome, dude. And it's for a team who, you know, had a World Series hangover. And and they came out and did what they did. Um, they have <laughs> That's sad, dude. They have nearly as many <laughs> wins as the Phillies have losses. <laughs> Uh, and and then Houston. No, but this is where, I, like I said, I was eating a little bit of crow with Francona. I mean, Christ Almighty! I mean, how many World Series did he win with the Red Sox? Two. Two, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you win two with the Red Sox. You of take all teams. Cleveland. Then you bounce over and take Cleveland to the World Series. Yeah. It's like shit. All right, I mean, I I guess he is a good man. I mean, like, yeah. how could you how could you look at that and say anything else? Just had a shit run organization at the time. Yeah. Uh, Houston, of course. Uh, by the way, it was my World Series team before the year started. They clinched at 99 wins. And then in the NL, Washington clinched a playoff spot and the division. Um, They're going to be one and done. Same as every other year. I hope so. Fucking hate them. You got They're the Cubs. annoying as shit. You got the Cubs at 91 wins, clinched their division. And uh, L.A., who has uh, clinched the league's best record at 102 wins. Also, obviously, a playoff berth and the division. So, as far as the wild card goes in the NL, um, it's it's basically uh, Arizona and Colorado. Uh, Arizona's six up. So, Arizona, you know, clinched, I just said. And then they got Colorado. So, Colorado's Arizona, only- too, I think I'm really impressed with. I thought they might have been one of the worst teams in the National League going into the season. Dude, Paul Goldschmidt um, carried it. I heard an article before the season that the Phillies, if they were in a little bit of a playoff race and if Arizona started to slip a little bit, I'm like, gosh, I would be all over Paul Trying to work a trade for Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, look how. Yeah. Good luck now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, not, well, I mean, none of that monster. actually worked out. I mean, you know, Arizona didn't slip. The Phillies weren't in anything pretty early. Yeah. And Goldschmidt ripped the cover off the ball, so there's no chance on getting him on the cheaper side. Yeah, so Milwaukee has a chance still. Uh, they're two back. And as of now, as I'm trying to go find a score. Uh, speaking of, you think that you think the Cleveland. Who's left? About three? Yeah, it says, yeah, Friday to Sunday. Okay. You would think that uh, Cleveland would let up. They're up ten to one on on, <laughs> on uh, who they're playing the White Sox. How come I can't find the? Well, you uh, said again though. I mean, reminiscent to the Phillies. I mean, uh, the Brewers are beating the Cardinals one nothing right now. So you know they're they're ch- hoping for a chance, but the Rockies are up three nothing. So if the Rockies actually win, it's over. Um, no matter what the Brewers do, uh, and then uh, they would be in the playoffs, and it's all set. So. Yeah, so by this time next week, we'll be talking about playoff matchups and wildcard baseball and playing games and all that shit. I hate the fucking playing game, though. You get to play 162 games and you have one game to decide if you're going to make it or not. Yeah, I know. I'm not real thrilled with that either. I just, I don't know. I just don't really like the second wildcard team. You know, I just, I like, go back to the old days, man. Pennant. Bring back the pennant. I know. And I mean, this is where I always kind of agreed with Mike. I mean, we're both. Real hardcore traditionalists in that regard. I mean, I don't even like there being three divisions, to be honest with you. No, it's weird. I liked it more when it was, you know, just front, back, east, west. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah, it was. Granted, your chances to win were slimmer because you had to be the best of the best. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you build your teams differently, too. And I don't, yeah, I'm with you, man. I don't like the. I don't mind the first wild card so much, but like the, when they added the second one, the playing game to me was just, I, don't, I think it was a little too much. It's just a cheap way to... It's revenue. It's revenue. It's an extra game. It's an extra home game for a team. Yo. 
Freddy Dower. Yep. Imagine that. Imagine that. Something that this country is built on. Making money. Do you know who else made money? Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Hugh Hefner made a lot of money. Poor bastard. He made it the fun way, though. He did. Raise your glasses. <laughs> Raise. Raise your glasses to Hugh Hefner. Oh, yeah, yeah. 91 years old. Passed away I yesterday. He made it to 91. Holy shit, dude. God bless him. Where would you rather be? Apparently, that was, the, a Playboy mansion. that was the sound it made when... <laughs> That's how you knew he was dead. <laughs> it was a slide whistle when he passed. All the, Died with a heart on. All the, all the playmates were, what? Dolly, Dolly, did you hear that? I didn't hear that, Cinnamon. Go upstairs. <laughs> One last hurrah. <laughs> Do you guys remember the first time you saw Playboy? Playboy magazine? Mm-hmm. Do you? friend of mine's garage he had an older brother and he had like a Stack library of them <laughs> yeah you do gary yes i do want to elaborate <laughs> no, uh-huh. come on it's fucking storytelling time we're all gentlemen here we don't tell any bad it was stories actually in the basement he starts oh. to come and then he pulls out they were my father's playboys yeah mm-hmm. he couldn't open them though <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. First time I saw Playboy. Like that? I don't know. I couldn't read it. First time I saw Playboy was also the first night I got a blowjob. Yep. It was uh, Bridget Nielsen was on the cover. Don't fucking ask how unhot that was. And uh, went through fucking the pages. Rocky four, baby. Rocky yeah. four. <laughs> went through the pages and all, and next thing I got my dick sucked. It was never did thank my dad for that night, but it was a. <laughs> Did he like it? It was a good, <laughs> it's a good time. If you think my dad jokes are bad, wait until wait until my uh, son gets older. Wait until the dad jokes he has. <laughs> Jesus Christ, poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is he'll break him out. Nobody will laugh. We'll all just kind of nod in agreement, like yeah, we yeah. Your that. dad's a fucking pervert. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> we were there. Yeah, we we know. Uh, There's pictures somewhere. <laughs> Be like, yeah, my dad was a pervert. Be like, yeah, well. So fucking what? Yeah, we already kind of knew that. Thanks for sharing. Um, That's a jet bag. <laughs> but there was a story this week, and this is kind of fucking crazy. Um, true story, guys. I swear to God. this is. And I got to find out where this was. Um, I think it was local, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the pizza and wings really hit the spot, too. I was yeah, how starving coming in. I don't know. You know what? It doesn't tell me where this was. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, FBI investigated a 54-year-old man named Dave Murray. He was an employee of the Harris County Morgue, wherever Harris County. Oh, it's Houston. It's it's Houston. All right. So Harris County oh, Morgue. Texas. Yeah. Of being implicated in an hmm, organ no. trafficking network, right? So you hear of like mort- you know, morticians doing this shit all the time. The Morgan Trafficking Network? Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they were investigating Did several. Trafficking Morgan Freeman. Trafficking Morgan. Hey everybody, <laughs> get the fuck off my get off my brain. Um, investigating uh, several re- reports of missing Morgan Freemans and body parts. I'm missing my liver. <laughs> God damn it! I'll trade you two ball bags for one hot. hot Who took my motherfucking hair? Better get busy living. You well, get busy living my liver back. <laughs> you cocksucker! Bring me back my intestines. You know, every time I lie, I get another freckle. <laughs> so they um 
They're investigating missing <laughs> organs and body parts, right? This gets crazy. It's funny because he has freckles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, dozens of agents raided this guy's house. Hoping let the bodies hit the floor. Let, let the bodies, let the hit, bodies the hit the floor. floor. That's fucked up. You hear about the cannibal couple in Russia? Hold on. I'm not. I'm not. Wait. They ate like 13 people. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's pretty yeah. fucked up. Yeah. The girl that was eight before she was seven. <laughs> well, so so they're, they're, they basically raided this guy's house, right? And they were finding like different body parts. They found 3,000 penises. In this guy's house. <laughs> Just in case there's a market for it. <laughs> Dude, what are you going to do with... Oh, ten- they're over there. <laughs> he, was, he was cutting dead men's genital organs off and collecting them for like 10 years. And Just they, in case. And they found them all over this guy's house. You never know. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need one? You never know when you're going to need one. First of all, what the fuck did it look like after 10 years? I'm oh, sure it's sh- in from out of hide. It's probably preserved. An over over barbecued fucking hot dog. You never know when you're gonna need one. <laughs> it's like when you put every that- once in a while there might be that medical school class that just calls uh, you up and be like, "Hey, you know what I need? We need a dick. I need about thirty penises right now. Would you like to buy a cock? <laughs> it's like it's like when you uh, cook a uh, hot dog in the microwave too long, and explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking all blown out. What yeah. the fuck? It's all blown out. <laughs> it's like a- <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Blown out hot dog. Got a cock here. Got a cock here. Got a cock here. Got a cock here. Bud Light cocks. <laughs> Bud Light. Bud Light. Miller Light cocks. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did he just get your hot penis? Penis here. Mister Twenty Five Cock Seller. <laughs> Two for one penis. Five cock. Five. Hot sticky penis here. I'll take a hot. Wait, what? Dollar cock night. <laughs> the Phillies. Bye cock. Hey everybody, welcome to Dollar Cock Night here at the ballpark. <laughs> Dollar Cock Night. It'd be really fucked up if it was the same as dog bring your dog to the ballpark night. <laughs> hey sweetheart, how was the We ball meant game? roosters, you assholes. <laughs> hey sweetheart, how was the ball game with your dad tonight? He bought five cocks. <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody's getting cocked. Uh, Diamond Club, you just order and they just bring them out on a tray. That's fucking depressing. Yeah. What do you want? You want some pink bunny, brother? I don't want the pink bunny. Oh, you want to try the cream ale? Yeah, please. We got the buck naked cream ale, too. Pink bunny. Where are we at on this one? We're about halfway yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, I'll hook you up. Thank you, brother. Hey, no problem. Here, I'll spot Yeah, you poor half. Hey, the Sixers started uh, training camp this week. I heard Joel Embiid was playing five on fives, like half court five on fives. Was he? That's what I heard today, like a couple hours ago. I did not hear that. It must be true. It's true. It's on the internet. It must be true. Yeah, because the internet never lied. That's actually nah, hu- no, that's no, no, actually no. huge, dude. I <clears throat> I didn't hear anything about that. Weren't we just having a conversation a week ago where they weren't sure if he'd even played? That's what I'm saying. Like, we we were... Yeah, there, was, we, there seemed to be real serious doubts that he was going to be ready to go by the time the season that's started. That's frustrating. Yes, it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, you know he's not going to make... Because the preseason really starts... It's fucking funny, too, because after the stale beer last week, I'm listening to it when I woke up and everything like yeah. that. I'm rubbing the sleepers out of my eyes. and there's, Yeah, you know, he, he might not be able to go. I'm like, what the fuck? I've been saying this for three years. 
Like, what the fuck? Now everybody swings around. You know why? Because enough's enough, dude. Like, you hurt yourself in fucking February. And it wasn't like it was the same injury what it was before. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, how many times have I asked? Like, look, at what point, it, you know, as an, you know, quasi-rational fan, because you know there are fans out there that just think this guy can already fucking walk on water. I'm like, oh, they're fucking rabbit. Look, when he plays, I'll be the first to tell you, yeah, he oozes talent. Christ almighty. I mean, he might be one of the most talented basketball players I've ever laid eyes on, to be right. honest with you. a fucking jerk off and get on but the But at the court. same time, like, That's he's no good to fucking anybody if he can't play. If you're not on the floor, you're as valuable as me. Yeah, we could have been out there. Stop hanging out with Pokehor. <laughs> Speaking of, they they signed another Okafor on the team. Emeka. Yeah, Emeka Okafor is now on the team. We have two Okafors. What, what do you yeah, think, Gary? He's been, what, retired for three years? Not bad. Yeah? Not bad. All right, cool. Yeah, him and Chris Humphreys. Well, Chris Humphreys, I mean, at least he's still playing. He's still in relative game Wasn't shape. Chris Humphreys, didn't Chris Humphreys, like, date, like, one of the Kardashians Mariner. or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had, like, the two-week marriage tour or whatever before they annulled it. And yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, but, but I mean, he's a. I could see him being the perfect example of a veteran that you just want to bring on the team. I mean, he's still useful. He can still play. You're still going to bring him off the bench and everything. He brings a lot of experience along with him. That's fine. Like, I get that. He's on a minimum deal. It's a complete no-risk, high-reward scenario for him. Emeka Okafor, I'm a little bit more on the fence about because, like I said, this guy's been retired. I don't think he's played since, what, 2013? Something like that. So you couldn't find another guy out there? That was my thought. Anywhere? Like, that's it? So that's where I started thinking to myself, shit, I wonder if this is them kind of hedging their bets on Embiid a little bit. Because, hmm. again, he's like seven feet tall. He weighs about 240, 250. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand that one. I, I mean, again, it, it's kind of hard. You can't say, okay, he's going to commit a replacement. But, I mean, good. you know, he might offer enough depth to just say, hey, look, you, you know, just in case, maybe he's not a bad guy to have on the back end of the bench if Embiid can't go. Something tells me something tells me that either one or both don't make the team anyway, to be honest with you. Humphreys, I think, might. They have a, dude, they have, for him a lot more. They have a know, lot of talent on this stuff. team, man. Like, they have a lot of guys, like, you know, before training camp started, you know, uh, I heard Bob Cooney going through the roster, and it's like, well, there's your spots. And, and someone I'm like more t- interested in, like, where guys are going to play like than anything t- else. Because, t- like, just for example's sake, I mean, last year they started the season with Saric playing the, the point guard or the, the power forward position, mm-hmm. right? I mean, in this case, though, your defensive assignments are going to flip-flop a little bit and that I got to figure – they're probably going to take Ben Simmons and throw him on the defensive power forward end, right? You got to figure, probably. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. Size wise, he's not covering a point guard. So he's in not terms covering of a guard. Who's going to start? Where the Sixers really kind of started to kind of write themselves a little bit, and where they started to play well was when they had Irsan Ilyasova, and he came in and started, and you started bringing Sarich off the bench. Yeah, basically, all, because everybody kind of fit together a little bit better. Yeah, basically, Simmons is just, just going to bring the ball up on offense. You know, either pass it or shoot it, whatever he's going to do, or, or take it to the lane. Yeah, and then play power forward. And then he's going to play power forward on defense, which is a lot of running for him. But, you know, you figure you have Pretty to. athletic guy, though. I mean, yeah, he's, he's not quick. concerned about that. I mean, and that was the other thing I heard, too. Um, like I said, I'm more worried. It's not so much about Simmons. It's more the trickle-down effect and how that would affect where you're going to play Serenage. Basically, the only thing I've really heard. Oh, yeah. No, no, and I, I hear you. I mean, it's it's 
it's an interesting situation that they're in. Um, and I think defense, because, you know, Brett Brown's a defensive first guy. Mm-hmm. Defense first guy, I should say. So, like, it's interesting because it, you know, that's got to be the top thing on his on his on his mind right now is what I'm going to do with these guys lined up going against teams. Um, you yeah, know. I mean, it's literally a jigsaw puzzle. Like, how does this right. all fit together? You know, who meshes with who best? And like, I, I think right now, like I said, either one or no, none of these guys make the team. Uh, these two signings, and you're thinking one of them at least does. If that's the case, I think someone like TLC is definitely out. I think uh, Carabre is definitely gone um, because I, I can't see how you can have all these spots. I, I don't know, man, because their bench is deep this year. When is the fucking last time you ever said the Sixers have a bench? Hmm. You know, it's been years since you. But the only thing uh, I was going to say, not to backtrack, but uh, the only thing I heard about the training camp so far uh, was actually from Bob Cooney, and he basically said that this team looks like head and shoulders uh, – like way above what it was last year, and how Ben Simmons. Christ, I would hope so. I mean, they were one of the what bottom five teams in the league. I mean, but even like talent wise, like the, I mean, they competed. Yeah, I mean, saying. they competed I mean, a lot last year. Simmons back by itself. I mean, I would hope that they're you know that much Wait, better than they were last. They year. were saying Simmons has been unreal. Like he he just looks so quick and so fast so. and and so good hand on the ball. He's like he doesn't look like a seven footer handling the ball. And this he looks is where I'm really glad they got Reddick though, because I mean, mm-hmm. one of my main concerns, kind of coming into the season, was basically okay. I mean, that's good. I mean, <clears throat> Simmons is going to improve, and you know, this is going to sound like heavy handed criticism, and I really don't intend it to, but he's not that great of a shooter mm-hmm. right now. Like that's something he needs. That's not to heavy criticism, all. It's the truth. <clears throat> yeah, it is. But I mean, the, you know, some people like Carson. I mean, you. You say anything remotely negative about it, and it's like all of a sudden, you know, they're getting no. their ass off in the air. He's not a good shooter for now. You really don't ha- – your best perimeter shooter might arguably be Embiid if you take Redick out of the, the, the equation. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really wanted to see them grab somebody that could space the floor out a little bit, and that's where I think that Redick's probably going to play more of a role than you might think he does. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, so the preseason starts uh, next week, next Wednesday – uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that, that rolls out. But um, I wanted to talk about uh, the college basketball big the big scandal uh, that, oh, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Pitino, I couldn't be fucking happier because I can't stand this fucking guy. He looks like a fucking Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, his hair looks like it's a fucking Lego attachment that you just sort of like <laughs> stuck on his head. Dick, Tr- Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the guy's name? Hammerhead or some shit like that? Flat like, top. Look it up. Flat top. Flat top. That flat was top. It. Yeah, flat top. Who, do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck played flat top in the movie? I have no idea. Ah, uh, fuck. No. No. Al Pacino played Al Pacino, uh, Big Boy. Al Pacino, Al Pacino played yeah. Big Boy. Who the fuck played Flat Top? I forget. I don't well, even know you remember who Mumbles was, was, right? Remember who Mumbles was? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, yeah. I remember that. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. So basically, uh, University of Louisville placed head coach Rick Paterno on unpaid administrative leave, as well as their uh, AD, Tom Jurish, uh, because the FBI F- investigation. Now, what was the scandal? I mean, they were basically, like, Adidas and a couple other, like, yep. shoe companies were funneling money for them to pay players. Like, <laughs> Dude, that was like, basically the long and the short of it. So, them, right. Auburn, uh, Oklahoma State, USC, and Arizona were among 10, they were among 10 uh, people, um, 
from those teams uh, arrested by the FBI on complaints that allege fraud and corruption. So, like you said, it was it was um, uh, Adidas. They were paying like a hundred thousand dollars to commit it to uh, commit it recruits families. I think Under Armour is in there too, if I remember right. Hey, it's really get- funny too because there's nothing you could do against like Adidas or Under Armour or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like nothing. There's nothing they can do. I want to give a shout out to Taylor, Miss Taylor, who. Uh, ta- oh, I'm sorry. She wanted me to shout out to like this Taylor. Uh, all right. Apparently, according to her, and she just cheers us. Is it a thing? Uh, Is that a thing? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Taylor, and and thank you. Your, shout out, Taylor. Thanks for listening. Thank you to your uh, your boyfriend too. This Friday, you should be going out. She said her uh, boyfriend's a big Flyers fan. Trust me, we we talk a lot of Flyers once the season starts. It's preseason. Hey, well, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll there. There's a lot going on right now with with that team. Uh, I gotta figure out who's on the roster. And more little things. You know, <laughs> Marin makes the team or Sam Hine. We actually talked a lot of Flyers last week. We had John Bork on. We had him on for a little while. And uh, incidentally, I mean, we drove a lot into the Flyers. That interview is posted on the wildfire.com website and everything. You can go back and listen to it. That was a really, really fun interview. You guys did a really good job with that. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah he was, I really enjoyed dude, he listening was a, to it. He was a blast, dude. He's a, he seemed like a really fun guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny because once we started talking about the beer, everyone started arguing with each other. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't it funny? Like, when we started talking about alcohol, that's what gets everyone's blood pumping. And he started yeah. laughing. He's like, yeah, you know. Well, that and Dave talking about mythical creatures. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Another shout out to Rich Nyman. Obviously, uh, uh, we we gave uh, you guys a, a big shout out a couple weeks ago with everything you guys are dealing with right now, and uh, hope for the best. I don't want to get into it obviously on the air, but you guys know what I'm talking about. So, big shout out to you guys. Nothing but good wishes. Um, yeah. So you know, the Flyers have decisions to make, but um, you know. But anyway, golf track. Yeah. Fuck you, Rick Pitino. No. Oh, yeah. Fuck him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that, fuck fuck that him. fucking guy. Fuck him. Fuck him. Um, I, I could never stand that fucking guy. We we had, we've talked about no, it. I mean, he's the, he's got to be, him and Calipari is the other one. I mean, they've got to be two of the biggest rat-faced bastards in college basketball. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I seriously can't stand both of them. Right. I mean, God damn it, man. I mean, you take a team like Louisville, and granted, I know that they took the program a little bit more seriously when they brought him on board, but you can't think it's a fucking coincidence that Rick Pitino mm-hmm. walks through the door and five minutes later, you know, all of a sudden they're in like Final Four competition. Every yeah, day. I know. I know. It's like you it's don't kind of think funny. anything CD's going on. And, and look, I mean, I understand shit like this is probably a lot more widespread than they're catching. I mean, granted, this is probably on a little bit of a bigger scale, but I mean, shit like this probably realistically happens all the time. In my opinion, the only way around it is to find some way to pay the players. Yeah, Let them I mean, take it that, that's the only way you can do it. Why? You know, why not? Companies like well, why not? What's the fucking? What's so wrong? I, and we've had this discussion before. Well, I mean, why can't you I sign can a you fucking why? autograph? Because if you're getting paid to be a player, technically you're not an amateur; you're a professional. Well, technically, then you're going to continue to have this problem. I mean, I hate to say it. No, I agree. That's why I said you got to find a way to be able to roll some of the mm-hmm. money that this place is making down to. You know, I was thinking to myself, okay, I mean, even if maybe you. You just say, okay, you can take the amount of money that you're being offered from all these different companies and everything, but maybe the NCAA sets up like a third-party company that holds it in reserve until you graduate, mm-hmm. and then you can just collect all your money, kind of like a quasi-trust fund, like something like that. Right. 
You know what I mean? That would work. Or I mean, you could pay out like maybe a percentage of it just so that you can, you know, go out, have a little fun, like make sure your bills are getting paid. Right. But, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, again, these guys' careers are so short. I mean, even in a in a best intention scenario where there's nothing like CD going on or anything like that, let's say you're a talented player that expects to go in maybe the back half of the first round of the NBA draft. God forbid you blow your knee out or something and your career ends. I mean, the school's made so much money off your name and off your production. In my opinion, you deserve a cut of that. I mean, you're one of the few people that can actually perform at a level that people are going to come out and watch. You, you deserve something. It's 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 so it's so hypocritical um, because the NCAA makes so much money off of these players and the players can't see a fucking dime. No, and I mean the NBA doesn't help it either when they're like, oh, we well, got to go to one year, you know, of college and everything before you graduate to the pros. It's like you just gift wrapped the NCAA mm-hmm. a monopoly on 18, 19 year old basketball. Tell me there wasn't a fucking you know uh, gift wrapped it for him under the table deal him. there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you just handed it right over. Mm-hmm. Um. What was I going to say about the uh, – oh, the Rick Pitino thing, uh, real quick. The guy's always been a fucking snake. Always. Always, always, always has been a snake. You know, between – You know, that is the other option, though. The on NBA his- could actually repeal their age limit and just say, hey, look, if you guys want to jump, you can start making money right away if yeah. you're good enough. But they won't. I think there's an under-table deal going on there. No, I do, too. I yeah. think they have a handshake agreement That's, with the uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody's under the table, huh? Yeah, somebody's <laughs> – Pitino's secretary? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Better than underneath the Ben Franklin Bridge. Pokor. Pokor. Um, yeah, I mean, Patina's always had his issues anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of... Marv Albert issues. Not quite that bad. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't biting prostitutes and wearing women's clothing. Yes! <laughs> but he was... <laughs> But he was, uh, you know, he was che- he was cheating on yeah. his wife. And <laughs> Just an average Friday, you know, <laughs> biting prostitutes in the back. He actually, but he was hiring <laughs> prostitutes for his players. Yeah, he was. You know? and then he he was supposed to sit out the first six six games this year, I think it was, because he was bringing in prostitutes for his players. So the guy's a fucking scumbag. I always said though, like Al, Al Pacino would play Rick Pacino in a movie. Yeah, right. I can Don't, see can't that. you see that? Yeah. Instead, Pacino's playing fucking. Joe Paterno in a movie. I don't understand that one, but I don't really uh, see I do it. think he kind of looks like him. You stick big glasses Thanks. on him. Yeah. He doesn't sound anything like him, though. I mean, he's got the... I mean, Pacino's got the real thick, like, Italian... I just shame his I just got a, so uh, I just got a text from the CPS uh, text board. Whose voices are on the night? So it's Sean. Gary. Ron, Ron, I'm back. There you go. I'm back. Motherfuckers. Hot Ka- Callie, Texas. Callie, I can't tell because it's through the CPS line. Oh, it's it's a hidden line, so God I don't know. Anonymous. Oh, it's it's, it's Carrie. Oh, there you go. I'm back. There he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's a hidden phone number. I can't. When it goes through the CPS text line, it just comes up with this phone number. Um. So so Callie chimed in and said, "Any coach, all my coach ever got me was some ice cream. <laughs> Maybe a little water. Ice? That's I, my story, and I'm sticking. Who's the Swedish fish? I got a uh, I got a leg rub one time for my coach. Little attaboy. Yeah, actually, it was weird. We were going. How's your father? No, nah, he used to take <laughs> us out and ask you if you like gladiator movies. About a slap on the ass. You're bringing up bad memories, guys. <laughs> we went to see. A movie. I went to an old Catholic school. All right, yeah. Sean, right in my shower. I mean, the shower. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. 
He died, though, of a heart attack. Your coach? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like a couple years later. Sorry to hear that? Huh? Sorry to hear that? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I'm sure he's touching people in hell now. He swallowed one too many cocks. Yeah. And look at the fine well, gentleman. Apparently there's a market. Upstanding <laughs> citizen of that turn out to be. A big market for chopped <laughs> off cocks. <laughs> yeah, 3,000 dicks in that guy's uh, I'm waiting basement. <laughs> Where's he at again? Houston. You never know. Right, Houston. Houston. Yeah, there's sure is. Houston. <laughs> Two go down things there. come from Texas. There he goes. Steers and queers. Apparently I don't three. see any horns. Apparently it's three. Absolutely. And dicks. And free cocks. And free cocks in a jar. And down in Houston. Go on down. Pickled penis. <laughs> yeah, it's your penis here. Wait, what? Ah, stinky penis. <laughs> say, say again? Ah, penis. <laughs> is, he, is he saying what I think he's saying? Ice cold penis here. Oh, man. So How funny. Oh. <laughs> Hold your hand out. I'll chuck your cock. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I could take this further. I'm, $15 hernia. <laughs> I'm going to oh, stop here. Who's chucking cock? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk some football. What do you guys say? Let's change subjects instead of cocks. We're at the one-hour mark. Yeah, it's usually traditional flip to football. Yeah. Do you want to plug Sports Talk 916 real quick? Just for tradition's sake? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, Let's do it. So, um, do you have a commercial? Yeah. They never sent me the new commercial. I've been asking Greg for it for a while. So, guys out there in Sacramento, Sports Talk 916. They were literally one of our first listeners. They Actually, were. Actually, they were literally our first listeners. They were. <laughs> out there in Sacramento, they, they our time, Eastern time, they are on at 11 o'clock Sunday nights. Uh, of course, Greg's. That's Eastern time. Uh, obviously, there's, you know. Three legs of Greg. <laughs> that's, aw, aw. Uh, well, you know, that's pretty good. Well, we bust on fucking Al, Al all the yeah, time. So. That's true. Uh yeah, so uh go listen to them guys. They're they're good people and um and we're, we're working on we're working on something. We'll see what happens. We might be coming a little little more local. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll maybe. see. We'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe. Uh <laughs> speaking of maybe and maybe not, who the fuck saw that kick coming last week? Eagles Holy win on a 61-yard field goal by Jake Elliott to beat the fucking scumbag New York Giants. First, I was surprised it was that close. I mean, I really thought the game was going to be pretty well in hand for most of the game. I mean, I I was a little surprised when I saw that it was that, you know, that tight. Giggity. I, uh, Callie said he predicted it. Did you predict a score, Callie? I, I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be uh, close to the end. I for a score when we were in the parking lot, but... I don't. I was kind of drunk. I think I said it was going to be seventy-five to three. It <laughs> <laughs> was kind of close. Bears win versus God. Dick Eighty-three God. to five. Dicka kicks a field goal to win seventy-five point field goal. God da, might get a safety. Da Bears. Da, da Bears. Da Cox. <laughs> da I mean, bears. again, though, the Eagles just seem to own the Giants. I mean, they never really seem to have that tough of a time. This is actually probably one of the more competitive games I've had against them in the last few years. I had a feeling. It was a fun game. Look, it was a fun game. I had a feeling it was going to be this way. Um, uh, Sean predicted 25-2. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, no. no. He's from Delaware County. <laughs> oh, and Flat Top wasn't anyone famous uh, from Dick Tracy. That's what I said. Flat I think you're getting mixed up with Al Pacino. Oh, yes, he was. Oh, damn it. Callie was chiming in, too. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. William Forsyth. William Forsythe's been in movies. Flat Top? Yeah, he was Flat Top. Oh, right. Yeah, I've heard of him. William yeah, Forsyth. yeah, he was actually in. Uh, he's a character actor. He's been in like everything. He was in the Halloween remake, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was the sheriff. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh wait. No, 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 no. That was the dude who did the Chucky's voice. Oh, he was in that Brad movie Dorf. with Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf. Yeah. Which called too, Steven Seagal. But he was in it. I mean, yeah. At, yeah, he was at some in point, it. he was in one. Yeah. Pain. I like pain. <laughs> what no, but if was you that? look up his IMDb oh. resume, I mean, he's probably got like 145 big, movies. Big character. Yeah. Hey, yo, anybody know why Richie did Robbie Lupo? <laughs> I can't remember the name of the fucking movie. Raised in Arizona, he said. Is another movie he's in. Yeah, he's been in a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. Ton of shit. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You look his resume up, it's probably a mile long. Yeah. He's been in everything. And, I mean, that's just movies, too. I mean, we're not even counting the TV shit that he probably did. Yeah, he's ton of shit. Ton of shit. Um, oh, Mike, Mike chimed in about the college basketball thing. Man, if they're even paid, there's more money to be made. If the Mike players, players are going to take it. Swinsky. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I'm just talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so football. So Jake Elliott makes a 61-yard field goal to win the game. Hell of a kick, too, man. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, and, and the thing was, like, I, I thought it was going to be more competitive only because the Giants are 0-3 and they're backs against the wall, and they knew, or they were 0-2, and they knew if they went 0-3 that chances are pretty yeah, much shot. Point, you're almost at, already out of it. You're 0-2 in the division. Fuck yeah. the vagina. Eagles are two and zero in the in the division, and that's that's huge. That's Wasn't a that the big one. Field goal in Eagles history. It, it yeah, it's a record. I don't know. Set. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. Yep. I, w- I mean, again, that's <laughs> that's a really long kick. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Did you see on Comcast Sportsnet by the way, Derek Gunn, the Comcast Sports commentator, trying to like you know him and Barrett Brooks were both trying to throw a football sixty one yards. Oh, the, Jesus. The first time Derek Gunn tried to throw the ball, it, it, he lost his grip on it. He went sideways. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. All right, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad they caught that on camera. Not an easy task. <laughs> fucking embarrassed yeah, yourself like, in your first try. Yeah, it's like, now we know. Like, now we know why you're a commentator and not a... Uh... <laughs> Even Barrett Brooks said at one point, he's like, oh, man, you played halfback at one point, right? He's like, yeah, I was pretty good, too. I'm like, yeah, maybe in sixth grade. But I mean, yeah. he, 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 like, there's no fucking way you played later. He's a kicker that was drafted. Kickers don't get Yeah, he was drafted, drafted by... Cincinnati. Oh, fuck. Who, oh, it was the Bengals. That's right. Okay. In the fifth round. Yeah. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Pardon my French, but you're, but you're an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, Mike, Mike Swinsky's going to be calling in in a second. Uh... But uh, yeah, so the uh, you know the the game was just gut wrenching, dude. Like back and forth, you had a fourteen nothing lead, yeah, fourteen nothing lead, right, and, and right back up on you, dude. Quick, yeah, back home with the the fucking one touchdown. He lifted his leg to pee, which he got fined. How much? Thir- thirteen, thirteen thousand, thirteen grand. Yeah, I wish I had thirteen grand. Twelve thousand and some change. I wish I had twelve thousand. Just piss away. Literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, uh, what, were we, what were we calling him? Fuck. It wasn't Redskin Jim. It was something else. Why does he need a handle? He's not proud to be a Redskins fan? <laughs> it was something. I forget what we called him. That's all right. <clears throat> Cal- Callie's chiming in now. I forget Hit me up, Cal. Oh, Jimmy Reds. Jimmy Reds. Jimmy Reds is listening. Thanks, Jimmy Reds. I actually like that. It's pretty good. It's like an, it's a good uh, like Sopranos nickname. I actually started watching The Sopranos over again, by the way. The it's a great the series. Yeah. Fantastic. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Christopher. Hey, welcome to the show, Mike. Yeah. What's up? What's up? 
Not much, man. Uh, so, so what? What you get? What was your take off that uh, off that game from the Eagles Giants? Uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it was uh, definitely exciting, and uh, it was a fun game to watch. But uh, it was, um, I don't know. It was just uh, the Eagles were, you know, started out really well, and defense was playing outstanding, and you know, offense sputtered along a little bit, but they seemed to have control of the game. And then, like the wheels came off. Zach Ertz finally decided to try and get some yak and fumbled. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because Ertz, Ertz is uh, playing fantastic this season, man. He's he's got, believe it or not, Ertz almost almost has like three hundred yards receiving in, in three games, which is fucking nuts. Well, um, I mean, in my best, opinion, best tight end in the league. It, as we in is, my opinion, yeah. though, that points out a flaw in Carson Wentz's game, though, that he just can't throw past like fifteen yards. Right, one. Well, that's the thing. Like I mean, he feels more comfortable you, with the short every, game that he does going down the field. No, and everybody knew that Ertz was going to be a uh, a safety blanket for him this year. But it is nice that Ertz is actually playing well. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a shame. It is a shame that he he tried to get the yak and and fumbled and almost cost him that game, man. Thanks, Joel. Yeah. Um, no, it's 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 interesting to uh, get that Ertz is starting to play well at the beginning of the year. He usually turns it on towards the end of the year. So yeah, uh, him starting off strong is a good sign. Well, that's another thing, too, because, like, they were talking about at the end of the last year how he and Wentz started to develop a chemistry, and now you're starting to see it carry over to this year. So I wonder if that's going to continue throughout the season. I guess we'll find out. I mean, we have, you know, it, that's the fun part about a football season, man, just sitting and waiting and watching what happens and how things develop because Ertz is obviously going to be here for a few more years. He's signed an extension. Um, but, hey, so far, so good, in my opinion. I mean, they seem to be working it out. He's like the new Jordan Matthews now for him. Yeah, that's kind of exactly what he is. And, and Aguilar still, you know, he's didn't have a great game against the Giants. I don't know if he caught anything against the Giants, but at least he's. But but yeah, he, he, he looked good in the, the first couple games. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah, you know what? So why don't we why don't we bring this up? Because. I think I think Mike's actually on the our side, but you are actually on the other side of this, and I I want to I want to get into this. The only thing the only thing that bothered me aside from the Earth's fumble was the fourth and eight call before the first half. Uh, I didn't necessarily agree with. Yeah, your fourth fourth and eight from near midfield. Uh, you're up seven nothing at that point, and you decide to go for it, and you you know that's basically the scenario. And in my opinion. There's no fucking way in hell you're giving the Giants a short field opportunity if you miss it. Um, you know, if you're trying to go for the juggler, well, guess what? It's the first half. I, I don't care. It's the first half. You're not putting anyone away in the in the first half of a football game. So why? Just pin them deep. Take your chances. Let them have to drive the ball 70 yards to get points. Make them earn their points. Not, don't just give it to them. And that's just how I feel. Um, the reward let, let's hear, outweighs let, the risk on that call. What's the reward? I agree. Well, you pin the Giants back further if the if the play is successful. Right, you make them exactly the way you just said it. I mean, you're forcing them to drive basically the length of the field. It That's wasn't, the reward. That wasn't okay. Maybe if, if best if case, they're to, chewing all the clock off as they're going up the field exactly. and making their lives more difficult. People feel that T- Peterson shouldn't have even made the call, but that doesn't matter. The call was made. Carson Wentz took a sack. But the question—it doesn't matter. The question was: Do you agree with the f- decision to go for fourth no. and eight? I'm not talking about the call, the decision. Right, no, what, that call should have been made. Should not have been made. I don't know. I don't yeah, think it's, it's regardless. Egregious, the call was made. but 
I probably wouldn't have done it. I would have played a little closer to the vest. All right. Go ahead, Mike. Well, you got the analytics. No, I mean, that's I, I'm like basically showing word for word what you said is what it is. I mean, you, you, you have – the Giants are not doing anything offensively. You know, they're doing little dunk – you know, dink and dunk, you know, slants for, you know, five-yard passes. And, you know, drives are stolen after like 10, 15 yards. You got a chance to pin them really deep in your own, uh, you know, in your own field. You know, and it just didn't make any sense to me. I don't, you know, none of it made any sense. If, if your team's playing that well, I don't really understand the whole, well, the defense is playing well. If the defense is playing well, then you pin them deep and, and get the ball back. Yeah, why put them in a peculiar situation, a tough situation to give up points? Right. It's unnecessary. Right. And, and you switch the momentum, too. You, you switch, oh. like, you had all the momentum. You had the chance to just pin them deep. You know, if you make it, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, you make, score another touchdown or whatever. take a long but view of the you, field. Yeah, but you you have the you know if you pin them deep you know no under no circumstances are you giving away the momentum that you gave away when they stopped you on a fourth and eight. It, you had a timeout to to think it over. Obviously, you weren't going to draw them offside. The only thing that I could think of logically is that you know that that Peterson thought that on such a ridiculously stupid play call that he was going to lull them to sleep and make them think that he was just going to try and draw them offside and you know catch them off guard. Maybe that's the only. That's the only logical thing I could think of, but I, I just don't understand why you would try it then. So, Gary, Gary, what 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 did you what did you see out of that play call that you agree with? Just out of curiosity, I, I, I'm just I'm sincerely asking you. What do I agree with? Yeah, like on the play call itself, what what made well, you go, "Wow, that was a good play call"? Well, the idea of trying to pin back the the Giants back first by throwing it deep. Yes. Instead Carson of Carson Wentz took a sack and there was two receivers wide open. I hear you. Wide open. Um, but why not just why I'm not a just guy, you know that. Why not just throw in a nine yard slant instead of trying to go deep there? Either way, just don't take a sack. Then just why don't you just punt it instead? If you're gonna try to pin him deep with a deep see that's... Well, I mean Gary's point is that he did have two wide receivers that were open. I hear he it. just couldn't connect with them. Yeah. And again, that's I mean, we pointed this out for I mean, I feel like you and I anyway, for two weeks now that for whatever reason, I mean his deep game's just not no. not good. It's just not there yet. And I mean, helped. I guess is maybe a, a, the best way to put it. But he's, he's but is, is so it ever going to be there? The play, I think it will. To Mike's Mike. point, the play calling by itself. Well, I mean, I guess you know because Mike's more of a Peterson guy than than I. But in that regard, the play call worked because he had two guys that were open. You just needed to connect with him. At that point, it's just execution. It's not necessarily the play that was dialed up. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, I just want to get that out of the way. I don't want to dwell on that because, to be honest with you, and I think we all agree on this, Peterson was pretty good for most of the game. I thought, yeah, I think that's – this was, is probably one of his cleaner, you know, called – Yeah, like we, we were saying that his challenges were legit. They were good challenges. Uh, I thought he got burned. Now, I thought he should have had that one that pinned him at the one-yard line. No, exactly. No, we agree. So no. the same thing. That's oh, that, dude, like, that was – That was that egregious. Was the one. That was that was that was absolutely the uh, the wrong call. Well, um, so. Smallwood had a nice replay game. wise. I mean, he had about like seventy five yards. Yeah, yards. I mean, I, I, that I was game. That too, Ron, but Blount was just pounding the piss out of that defense. So Gary, pounding the piss out of them. Gary brought up a good point <clears throat> about the play calling uh, about Wentz at the line. So you want to tell what, the people because you told me before the show <laughs> about the audibles. <laughs> oh. um... Uh, here it, it seems that uh, Carson Wentz is calling audibles from the place that Peterson is calling in. Not, so, not changing, not changing um, run to pass, but changing pass to run. So basically, Peterson's calling pass, 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 and Wentz is going up to the line and going, "No, we're going to run it here," and changing it at the line. 
um, which is interesting because it's usually the opposite. You know, it's usually you call a run and you see guys eight, eight in the box and you go, oh, no, we got to kill this. We're doing something else. And this was by far one of the most evenly balanced games in forever. It's been, the, yeah, probably since last year, maybe Minnesota game, something like that. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because, I mean, they are, the, the Giants are a solid um, defensive front. They have a good run defense, but they also attack the quarterback. So Very solid to kind of balance it out. To try and balance it out, it was a good idea for them to try and, and run the ball. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, Peterson, uh, you know, after in hindsight, looking back on it, agreed that they, they should have ran the ball more. When he checked out the numbers after the game, he's like, shit, I, I screwed this up. I got I to gotta do a better job of being more balanced. And, and you know, I, I think he took to heart some of the criticism that came through and, and, you know, made an adjustment. So, you know, kudos to him for making the adjustment. I know that everybody's kind of been on him about – not making adjustments and not learning. So my, so my only my great my biggest gripe with that is that we've been screaming that for the majority of his games that he just he relies on the pass too much and you know I don't care if you're you, this is a typical Andy Reid yeah if you're playing that the screen pass and counting out as a run well it's not it's a run easily Andy Reed you're still dropping your quarterback field. back you're still you're you're still taking a chance on. Yeah, and, and the the other, that's the other thing. Line blocks is completely different, right? No, it is. It, the blocking by the offensive line is different. All that stuff's different. And you're hoping that your receivers can block on the outside. There's so many things that can go and wrong. Complete pass. The clock stops. So your clock management's entirely different. Right. I mean, you can't a, use the pass to set up the run. You got to use the run to set up play action. There's you a reason to. that other teams that run a more traditional style offense have always worked. I mean. The exceptions were teams like the you know the 49ers with Joe Montana and Steve Young and like they were the exception. They weren't the rule. I mean, for the most right. part, the more traditional style running offenses have been a little bit more successful in the league. Right? No, I agree. Generally, I mean, again, there's yeah. I mean, I think generally. it's I think it's the changing of the guards a little bit nowadays, just with how you know how pass happy the league is and, and how the That's receivers true, are um, you know get a lot more calls and stuff like that. So I mean, I'm not defending the fact that. I'm not defending Peterson, but I'm just saying that I think it's geared more towards a you know pass happy league by in general than the traditional running backs. Well, Mike, you I mean, at, his ratio at one point was 75 percent pass to 25 percent run. I mean, I yeah. remember telling you on Facebook, it's like you've watched enough football, you know, under no circumstances is that a winning formula. No, I mean it, it's not, but I mean it's you know again if you look at something like fantasy football now, there's you know. Three, four good running backs, and then there's like twenty good wide receivers. It's because there's there's just it's just everybody's passing more than running. I mean, I know running back right. by, by committees coming into play too, but I think some of that has to do with um, career length too, just as much as anything else, though. But your running career length will take pressure off of your passing. He said he thinks he thinks that has just as much to do with career length as anything. What the the fact that the the running backs don't have as long of a career, or yeah. I mean, yeah, I, so I, I guess naturally you're going to go by committee because well, they're not going to be there. By, that's why you're going by committee as far as when, you, when you're talking okay, about fantasy right. football wise. Yeah, it's a little different. Your but. quarterback still cannot drop back 45 times. No, and that's the thing. So people are criticizing, and that's the other thing. People are criticizing uh, uh, Wentz for his, you know, wow, he, you know, he threw 14 interceptions last year. He has, what, three, I think, this year or something like that. Well, that's what kind of happens when you drop your quarterback back 45 plus times a game. The it's more times, more opportunity to make yeah. The, the more times you drop back, your higher percentage of interceptions are going to be. So there's nothing you can really do. It's just the law of averages. It's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean the, the, the tip balls is a little bit of a concern. Probably has too many of them. 
And yeah, giggity. And um, oh no, in that know, regard, Mike, a couple I, of fumbles. I wholeheartedly agree. I've been screaming about that for three weeks now. The amount of times I've seen him clank a pass off a lineman's head has become really frustrating. But this last yeah. game against the Giants, he didn't have anything no, he like didn't. the passes. Why? Because he used the run game. Right. Well, let's talk about some of the good stuff. Uh, who impressed you aside from Jake Elliott? Uh, Wentz. That's a, uh, yeah. Actually, you know, it's interesting because Wentz, Wentz, you know, everybody statistically said that Wentz had his, his worst game this game. Statistically. Overthrowing a lot of players. Statistically. No, I think in the way that he called the game, I think in the way that he was able to kind of, you know, come back and tie them up at the end and put them in a position to right. win by a field goal, I, I thought I that was that. good for him. He was 21 to 31. Come back win, yeah. Yeah, he was 21 to 31, which isn't bad for like 175 yards or something. That's but the, but good. But the comeback itself, the fact that they didn't give up. It's the context of it more so than the numbers itself. The Giants' defense, is their secondary is really good. good. They're a really good secondary. And uh, they showed a and lot of – And they had t- Jenkins back. Right, and Eli Apple's a good player, and, and Landon Collins is a good player, and a good defensive line. And um, I thought he did – I thought he played well. I, I thought he did just enough. Because, again, I mean, he's not – he wasn't able to go downfield, which we were talking about is is a little bit of a problem, you know. But it, it's I've said it before is the last thing to come it's to a, a quarterback. It's a work in progress. We'll see what happens, but he'll get it. But uh, well, so you know what? I'll, I'll give I'll give a shout out to uh, to, to John. Uh, you know, he he brought up the two guys that that really stepped up and was Newski taking over for um, Samalu and uh, that's a good you know. Name. Being the one that opened up the run game, and then he also said, you know, Kendricks, you know, returned the form. Is Kendricks, another thing. Kendricks so. has been having a great. Kendricks wow. has been unbelievable this what season. What an animal! He's he's pissed. He, like they, you know, they off. He wanted to get traded, and the Eagles said no. Well, you know what? Good for the Eagles to say no because. Well, again, not, though, with him too, the, the issue was never really the talent. It was more it, he's another guy that just can't stay out of the trainer's table, and yeah, his attitude. His attitude, like, and he just gets yeah. nicked up all the time. Well, I go with half of the trainer's table talk to his attitude. Well, that's yeah. I felt like his effort was was not. Yeah, like you get a hamstring, you're out for four weeks. Come on, man. But these are all soft tissue injuries that the Eagles are suffering. That comes on your training staff. Yep. comes on your training staff. Comes right on your training. Oh, right staff. in his face. <laughs> Uh, wrap that up. I said giggity. <laughs> Moving on. Take one of my 3,000 dicks in my God basement. damn it, I said giggity. <laughs> Move on. Mike, were you listening about the 3,000 dick story? Move on. I said giggity. I got a soft uh, tissue. I want to buy three dicks. That's a soft tissue but, story. Well, it depends. Is it soft or is it hard? It was pretty easy to tell. Um, <laughs> just kind of flows out of the mouth. Anyway, so Smallwood, I thought had a good game. Like he'd be a guy I pointed to as you know Smallwood, giggity. <laughs> He's got Smallwood. I think well, Legarrette well, Blunt punished you know Wendell the running back. Guys that ran through some tackles and stuff. I think Smallwood's fucking. I I I think he's. Uh, Practice squad yeah, I think he's. I don't really see much. I don't from think him. he's a practice squad player. I think that's uh, downside uh, a little bit, but uh, I certainly think he's a nice third down. He back. doesn't. He doesn't do anything for me. He does nothing. Yeah, for I me. kind of agree. I, I don't. I haven't seen anything that's really kind of like you know made me happy to you know have him on the team that makes him like you know this this stud that's worth keeping and holding on to. Well, um, Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, Legarrette Blunt had a good game. Blunt had a good game. He, he, I ran, through, he, he ran through. He's ran through some tackles and stuff like that. So that was good to see. Yeah, they just didn't give him enough. You got to keep feeding that beast, man. You got to keep feeding feeding him the ball. I, he's a, he's a uh, he's a guy volume that needs runner. A fine bit of, runner. Yep. Yeah, perfectly put, Gar. 
Uh, volume runner, absolutely. And, and he's, he's the only thing I can think of with that is that they're they're just trying to save him, knowing that he ran, knowing how much he, you know, they, how much he played last year. That they're trying to hold off on. Yeah, what is he? Thirty-two. That's right. True too. He, he's thirty-two. You have him for well, one yeah, year. I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about like for next year. I'm talking about like saving him for later in the year when they need him more. That's, I mean, it could be when the weather gets cold. Well, could he be. should be able to take the abuse of one NFL season too, though. I mean, like Gary said, he's only here for a year. Yeah, but he also carried the ball in his four hundred times. Like, yeah, but he yeah. took the abuse last year. Yeah, he, he touched the ball four hundred times last year too. I mean, that's it's. Let's I'm going to touch it 401 here. <laughs> <laughs> kill him, motherfucker. Kill him, motherfucker. Kill him. Um, keep him here. Keep him here. You keep him here. You keep that motherfucker here. Um, I swear to fucking God, don't let him So, this is, good, this is a good segue where I talking about the uh, running backs. Uh, Eagles, lost a, Eagles lost a good one, man. And he, and he might he, – this could be it for him because he said that this was his last year. But then he also, he also tweeted out, Come back, you know something about coming back or whatever. You know whatever he said. I don't know, but uh, Darren. What, you know what I've seen. You know what's interesting about that, and kind of like maybe I don't know. Today's the day to go over the debate, but I looked him up, and I, I think he just overtook Marvin Harrison for like eighth on the, the list. Yeah, all time the career list for total all-purpose yards. All-purpose yards. Yeah, something like that. Does that does that put him in the Hall of Fame? Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's definitely in the discussion. Yeah, he's in a discussion. If you want to go teams, like the, the Saints, he's going to be the perfect guy. That it depends on the class he's up against. The the, the Saints are going to put him in their Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't think he played here enough, but the Saints right. will definitely put him in their Ring of Honor or whatever the fuck they have down there. The Hurricane of Honor, Ring of Fire, whatever, <laughs> Drowning Pool of whatever Num- numbers. The Archie Manning Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I think he'll definitely be in that. Um, He's not a lock. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he deserves yeah, but you know to be what's on the ballot. Though, all, no, all the guys, that, Diego, all the guys that are in the top ten, aren't they all in the Hall of Fame? I don't remember the list, but I mean, looking down at the names, no, no. If you look down the list, yeah, that's absolutely. good company. Uh, is Ricky Waters in the top ten? Just out of curiosity, because he he had a but lot. You got to remember though, Sproles was a special teamer. I mean, he had a lot more opportunities yeah. to actually gain yardage. Right, and that's why I'm not that a lot sure. of traditional running backs aren't going to necessarily have. I, I mean, he has some eye popping numbers when you look at the player that Sproles is is more like kind of a recent thing in like the grand scheme of like the this generation's NFL. I mean, I was just going to say that was a different NFL. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, these like return specialists slash running backs. He's probably one of the few guys that actually started that. Him and Brian Westbrook actually are probably the two guys that were the first like real premier guys that could do both. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there was there was always guys that could do both, but it was always everybody said it was, it, it was too risky for 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 their best players to return punts or kickoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just didn't see yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't see it as often, um, or they weren't as like. Like you had a guy like Devin Hester, who was a, wow. one of the best return men ever, probably the best return man ever, but wasn't. But he couldn't play wide receiver. He, he wasn't a wide receiver, right? <laughs> yeah, he was but like then fifth wide out. you had a guy like Dion, who could do, who could play corner and do. I, I don't, whatever. But I guess yeah. when you're talking offensive wise, yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, because you know what? That's a good. I, I say that Dion wasn't getting all-purpose yards on defense. Must yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I say no. I, I would have to say no, but it's I think it deserves no. to be talked about. But though. it's talked about, yeah. Um, right. But it's a shame. I, I hope this isn't the end of Darren Sproles because he is a hell of a player and he's a good 
he's, he seems like a good guy in the locker room. And I'm telling you, um, man, I know I texted you this too, but it's rare that a player actually picks his own exit. Usually, it's either father time or an injury, yeah. or I mean, it, it's really, really, really especially rare in football. That a player just gets to pick their own time to walk out the door well, he, and have it work comes out. Back. Oh, uh, Peyton Manning and John Elway, exactly. Yeah, but Peyton, it's Manning, rare. I mean, it, you know, even Peyton, you could say he probably hung on another year or two longer than he really should have. Yeah, if if Peyton wasn't playing with Denver and he didn't have a good shot, Master Peyton, Peyton, and he would have been playing for like the fucking I don't know Jaguars that year or I'm something. I'm not saying it, I don't you know, know if he, he makes it through the year, but Peyton didn't yeah. really get them to the Super Bowl. No, yeah, yeah, he he might have just retired with like a bad team, having a horrible year like he had. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, you know, that was one where he probably hung. I know it worked out for him, but <laughs> uh, Jimmy Red said, it, "Call me J- Redskins, Jim. You cockers. No, no, you're Jimmy Reds. I don't, I don't care what you yeah, think. You don't get to pick your nickname, no, fucker. What that? Dave Maggot picks her own nickname. That's a How fucking violation. Fuck you just because you're a Redskins. Dave Maggot was another name that uh, actually Callie put out. They, that's a good one because yeah. Dave Maggot was a decent running back in a return. How man. long ago was that though? Early nineties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that if that's the name you're coming up with, that was a long time ago. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of guys out there. <laughs> well, who's the, who's the guy from the that the Eagles had at the tail end of his career that that was with the Redskins returner for uh, years? Westbrook or Brian, no, Mitchell. Mitchell. Brian Mitchell. Mitchell. Brian Mitchell. There you go. Good good pull. Mm-hmm. Um, Diggity. Yep. That's be- <laughs> <laughs> good pull. He said. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so, so what are you guys drinking? Yeah. I got my doors on ice because I have to catch up to you guys because I have to start late. What, what's this? What I got drink? my doors. Oh, uh, what are we drinking? We're drinking. Scotch on ice. Oh, uh, no, nice. No oh, you're doing doors. Shit, man. Nice. You're going high, yeah. Now we're drinking. Yeah. Uh, we're drinking naked. Actually, I got to break up. We we just pink broke up. Broke it open. Yeah, we finished up the pink bunny. Right? Did we finish that up? I don't think we finished it. That's no, gone. It is nice. Yeah, there's a, a sip left. Pink bunny, and then we got the uh, the buck naked cream ale. We got that. Oh, nice. I actually need a glass of that right now. Actually, um, no, 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 that's not the Neapolitan one, right? No, 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 the, no, 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 no. That no, one's that's no. a heavy one. Else. The the buck naked's a, a light. Uh, it's a, it's it's a cream. It's basically a cream. It's a cream pale ale, basically. Like a Genesee. Yeah, yeah like a Genesee. Yeah. Genesee cream. Yeah, ale. yeah. Gotcha. It's good, man. <laughs> Grandpa beer. Uh, so, so let's look. So let's look ahead to this week. Uh, well, before we do that, I just wanted to kind of call out real fast the the other injuries that you have that um, you know that the well, Eagles are getting dipped on the injury bug. Well, I was dead. just going to say. Cox I was just going to say. Looking ahead, we, we're missing Fletcher Cox, and uh, I don't know how long he's supposed to be out. I don't know the severity of it, but. That's it, a tough loss. It, yeah, it didn't bad. read like it was too severe. I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be anything too, too long term. I mean, just the way it reads, anyway. Even a mild right. injury on that part of the body, they say, is two or four weeks. Yeah, I mean, I could live without him for two weeks, though. I mean, again, you know, I, I think the Eagles could beat the Chargers without him. I'm oh, a little man, more skeptical against out, No, 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 I'm not. I mean, believe me, I'm not. I'm just saying they can. You know, Arizona's going to be a little bit tougher to – Best, best winless team in the league. Yeah, yeah, they are. Every game's been what within three. Yeah, something ridiculous. Dude, that's that's San Diego's yeah, mo, man. They like every year they they start out the season zero and three with like you know a total of like a, a point difference of like eight. Last la- three games. Last week they got their asses beat. I think it was like twenty four ten or something by the Chiefs. Even that though, I mean, but they the didn't previous lose two the weeks game until late in the game. Yeah, they lost by it. They lost the last a, a last second field goal the previous two weeks. 
Yeah, um, I mean, even against the 49ers, though. Right. I mean, the they lost in the fourth. It was pretty competitive up until maybe the fourth right. quarter, if I remember right. Very good pass defense. Um, You're going again, out Carson there. Carson Wentz cannot drop back 40 times against his defense. No, you can't. You're going to Sandy or Los Angeles, I guess, now. Los Angeles, yeah. You know, it's a coast-to-coast trip. What yeah, not only that, but... Win. Yeah, but, I mean, Ron, even more, more so than that, man, you, you went from... What how they play Washington D.C. to K.C. back to Philly and then over Los Angeles your first four games. That's a lot of miles he's blocked. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Buck naked's <laughs> good. Buck naked is good. I mean, I I said between the next two games they're going to drop one of the two. I'm just not because they're getting the Cardinals at home if I remember right, right? Yeah, I, I now yeah, I, I I think so, and I. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call this one. I think that this is the one that they're gonna have trouble with. I think they come back and deep. Now that Arizona lost David Johnson and just don't seem like the same team. Um, I think that they. Drop. Uh, I think they beat Arizona. I think they beat Arizona, but I, I don't see them beating. Uh, I just think the traveling and stuff like that after a big emotional win. I, I just, a little bit of a trap game. I see this being a close game. Yeah, trap game, close letdown type game. I could see. I hope I'm wrong. I think it's going to be really close, but I, I, I'm sort of inclined to agree with Mike. I, I do think, I think they lose in a really tight one. Maybe a field goal. Yeah. So I mean, we already did our predictions. I know we're way early on this, Sean. But what's yours? Well, I mean, I think that this is, uh, this is a, a bad situation for them. Um, you know, going going across. Going across West the country, you know, going to the West Coast, this is this is not going to be easy for them. They're beat up. Yes. Um, Missing your best defensive player. Man, this, it's really tough because, like, I kind of want I kind of want to go th- I kind of want to go too. through things first before we give our predictions. Like, I kind of want to look look at evaluate the the, the uh, offense scores points, defense wins games. Yeah, so let's well, let's go through it. Maybe maybe you'll change my decision because I'm you know we're all on the fence. So let's. Let's talk yeah. it through and see if we can convince right. anybody else. So let's let's go their offense versus our defense. Okay, so so their offense they have a lot of talent. All right, you got you got Philip Rivers, who's a very talented quarterback, who's coming off one of the worst games of his career. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you have Melvin Gordon, who's an extremely talented running back. Keenan Allen, uh, who's when he's healthy, he's a top ten wide receiver easily. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have decent. You know, wide receiver core. Travis Benjamin's a deep threat too, and he's he's you know a playmaker. He's an extreme playmaker, uh, absolutely. And the then line. and then um, uh, why am I missing? Uh, tra- uh, Antonio Gates, the no, Angels t- wonder. T- uh, t- uh, Terrell Williams too, and then Antonio Gates. Uh, so that's a good core. And I actually, I'm going to be honest. I would take this receiving core over what you just faced in New York right now because I think Brandon Marshall's done. You had a 70 percent OBG OBJ. <laughs> OBG. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, Sterling Shepard is talented, and Evan Ingram, who's still learning the ropes. So, right. And he was basically not fat there. I would agree with that. I think their wide receiver core is better. Yeah, I think San Diego's, or Jesus Christ, Los Angeles is a uh, wide receiver core is better. Uh, so, this guy. That's, now, how's their offensive line now? That's what I was just it's, it's up in the air. It's, it's, that might be a cool It choice. might be average at best, man. I, like, I don't. I. I want it. I certainly want to put them. 
I don't think they're even the top ten. I, I mean, they're, I would call that a wash. They might be in the bottom half of the league as far as offensive line. Because again, Peterson or not Peterson, Peter seems like he's all over the place for us. Yeah, I mean, it's a little hard to gauge that. You know, if Wisniewski comes back and starts, I mean, that's something to kind of consider, I guess. He's the better option. Well, no, I mean, I think I think I, I think our offensive better, line so. better than theirs. Oh, way better. Than but theirs. I mean, is is is, uh, is San Diego's better than I think San Diego's a little bit better than the Giants. And we didn't get a lot of pressure. But you then know, again, you no, know what? We should be awesome. angry about that because that's, that's where we had some, here's you know. The, here's the misleading thing about the Giants' offensive line. I don't think the Giants' offensive line is as bad as people were saying it was. If you look at the NFL average of time that a quarterback has to yeah. throw, the Giants actually average, like, I think it's like 4.2 is the average for a quarterback to throw the ball. Yeah, it's and Eli holding on to the ball too long. He had like an extra two tenths of a second. Yeah. So like he actually was above the average in NFL wise to throw the ball. So that could be Eli's fault. Um, Eli is a is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That line's a mess, Sean. Dude, but, but he's having yeah, more time to throw than most quarterbacks in the league is. Well, we talked about you know? his receiving core getting banged up. Yeah, but Eli's hot, Eli's hot and cold. He's he's good sometimes and then he's he has no running you know, game either. There's a difference. Uh, the Giants have no running game whatsoever. San, uh, Los Angeles does. The Chargers do. They have, they have a decent running game. I mean, Melvin Gordon can run. Uh, so, so there's their offense against our defense. Does, can, can our defense? Can our defense stop them? I, I, they can. Now you're without Fletcher Cox. If Jernigan again, they can. You know, is it likely is a, a better question. You know what I mean? But they can. I Who's going to take his spot, Bo I don't Allen? I think that either one of those. Yeah. Bo Allen will stop. Yeah, Bo Allen's nothing to sneeze at, dude. Bo, That's Bo what I'm saying. He's a handy little player. I mean, I like I, Bo I, Allen. I think the Eagles' defense. It's a step will, down, will, clearly, but, you know. Well, will make the uh, Chargers' running game difficult. And they're going to have to. I agree, Gary. I agree. I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a tough game because I think those linebackers are good. Yes. Yeah. And that's when you know Rivers, okay. Rivers is going to pick them apart. So, so Rivers is actually who I'm really worried about. And, and McLeod's playing, or McLeod's he probably going to play. Mills too, right? Isn't he out too? No, Mills is playing. Yeah, Mills is playing. Oh, Mills is playing. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's the and other. That's another name I want to. Somebody else though. Who's the other guy that missed on top Darby. of uh, Fletcher? Darby. Russell Douglas. Uh, oh, uh, Darby. Yeah. Darby's out. I was going to say... Um, Jalen Watkins? Oh, Jalen Watkins. Watkins. Okay, Jalen Watkins. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I know they're missing somebody in the secondary. I was going to say, Jalen Mills, I want to give yeah. kudos to him, man. He was targeted 21 times he last week. He did a week. good game, quietly. quietly I know he gave game. up a touchdown, but like he had a really good game last week. I don't have a lot of love being thrown his way either, but he no. had a good game. No, they picked on him, and he competed. He's having a good season, yeah. dude. He, he's, for a seventh-round pick... It's the green hair. He's but a, you could see it last year, though. I mean, this is somebody that has talent. You just felt uncomfortable when he was the... Best guy in your secondary. Right. You just wanted to see a little bit more depth in front mm-hmm. of him. That's, That's all. Why he went so hot. Yeah, he had little off-field issues. He was probably like projected as like a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so who do you who do you give the edge to? The Eagles' defense or, or uh, Los Angeles' offense? A slight edge to Los Angeles' yeah. offense. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Across the board. All right, go to the other side. Eagles offense against San, uh, the Chargers. I'm just going to call them the fucking Chargers. I keep calling San Diego. Hmm. That's going to take a couple of years. I got to. I got to be honest. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know much about the uh, Chargers defense. Well, I mean, look, you, you got a great line. You, know, you got you got Melvin Ingram um, on the line there. You got Joey Bosa, linebacker. 
You know, I actually don't know who their safety is because <sighs> Eric Weddle's gone. Um, 28th right. in the league against the run, though. The 20th in the league. So they're poor against the, oh, the run. run anyway, they're poor against the run <laughs> against a team that doesn't run. Well, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> no, so, it depends on where the commitment we is. We ran last week. <laughs> you got to run the so, so there's that. That's that's actually kind of big, which um, is nice. Which is nice. Uh, you know, Wentz is Wentz is playing. You know, Wentz is among the league leaders in passing yards. I think he's third in the league in passing yards so far this year. Uh, I don't see that as good news. I know. <laughs> it's, oh, no, no, it's, it's not actually comfort and stat. Uh, but but example of a misleading stat. Yeah, a little bit. That's a stale beer. It is a stale beer. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, our our receivers against their corners, I think it's a little unfair. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of ignorant to who their cornerbacks are. Um, you know, like I said, if you want to, if you want deep analytics, watch fucking ESPN. We're a bunch <laughs> of drunks drinking out of a bar, <laughs> drinking whiskey and whatever the fuck you're drinking and scotch. beer and oh, scotch. You're drinking scotch, Mike. You gotta yeah. Use, yeah, yeah. Do you have slippers on? You gotta use jacket. Do you have sli- Actually, He's channeling. To, to be brutally really honest, I do have slippers on. <laughs> he does. He has slippers on. I'm in my PJs. Yeah, you should have slippers on. <laughs> you should. Five cocks. Hand jobs for everybody. Hand jobs for everybody. Uh, <laughs> so I guess based on our limited knowledge, there. You know what? Just the, the Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles offense. So so you go. They're they're. I'll go Eagles slightly. I'll say oh. Eagles offense if they run the ball. That's probably a better way of putting it. I'd feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm gonna go. I'm, I, we don't have to go into it if they have a little bit more balance. Because again, if uh, if in yeah. fact they are that bad against the run, then yeah. I mean, if they commit to it, then yeah. I feel a little more comfortable. We don't balance with with uh, Clement and Blount. Fuck Smallwood. Yeah, we need but, the pounding backs in this game. We don't really have to go into it, but the special teams for the Chargers have already cost them two games. And the Eagles off the special teams have Handed them done, game. done pretty well. So I'll get the yeah, yeah, but you know what they, they did. I mean, everybody's getting, making Elliott out to be the hero, but he did miss a couple field goals. No, ab- no, absolutely. He's three for five so far. Um, but I'm just saying, no I'm just talking about our coverage, our punt team, like everything. Our, you know, we we have we have a good special teams uh, unit once again. Uh, I mean, at worst, it's a push. Worst case. Right. All right. So, so based I'm on that. Drunk. All right. So, based on that, we're gonna go score predi- uh, score uh, predictions, and then and then uh, we'll probably let Mike go. Cause I have to play. I can't play music with you on the phone, Mike. We gotta do the NFL. Uh, what the fuck, Mike? Yeah. Around the horn. Yeah. So let's go score predictions for the game. All right, Mike. Why don't you Why don't you do your you uh, your score? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, 23, 20 Chargers. Mm. Hard fought game. Damn. All right. 27-21 Chargers. Oh, man. Fuck. I'm going to call it exactly the same way Mike did, to be honest with you. 23-20 Chargers. Everyone's uh, – th- Again, I think it's close. I think it comes probably down to somewhere around midway through the fourth quarter. I just think between the travel and coming off the win against the division opponent – I know I it's a big – It's a big win. Yeah. Eagles are a little beat up. However, the good news is if they lose here, I do feel a lot better against them – yeah, I feel a lot better against them. Yeah, I, I thought that's a loss in the beginning of the year. I am not afraid of Arizona at all. Uh, I'm not even looking ahead. I'll be honest, I forgot who they were even playing the next week. Um, I'm looking at this game. Who were their two back-to-back West Coast trips? Was it the Rams in Seattle? Was Rams that in it? Seattle, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was trying to remember. Later in the year. Um, 
Yeah, but I think they're staying on the West Coast. I don't think it's going to turn out to yeah, be Yeah, they're that staying. Big. They're staying out there. Yeah. yeah. And Seattle doesn't look that great anyway. Anyway, let's not. Yeah, I, it's I getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, let's not. I forgot who they're playing next week, let alone this week. Uh, so, so my opinion, you're you're playing in a twenty thousand seat stadium. So there goes the home field advantage with two thousand okay? people in it. With two thousand yes. people in it, there's gonna be there's gonna be out of twenty thousand, there's gonna be at least five you to ten thousand Eagles fans. Let's be honest, Los Angeles, San yes, Diego. There's a lot of not only is there a lot of transplants, but there's a lot of Eagles fans who travel anyway. So you got to figure traveling Eagles fans. There's probably at least two thousand, let alone with the transplants that that jump in. Shit, there probably is going to be a huge There's going to be like five there. to 10,000 Eagles fans. I'm telling you right now. Because again, if you got to look at the schedule and pick out a road trip, this has got to be one of the higher profile yeah, LA? Ones. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In this early yeah, in the year? I would. Uh, so, so take away the home field huh. advantage. Um, well, coming off a big win. advantage anyway. They're not even playing in their own stadium yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm not taking anything away from the Chargers. They're probably the best 0-3 team in the league, whatever that's worth. But I'm going to still go with the Eagles. I'm going with Eagles here. I'm going to go it's close. I'm going to say uh, – What are you flip-flopping the score? I'm saying 27-21 Eagles. Oh, wow. Okay. 27-21 Eagles. That's like a flip-flop of what Gary said. Is that what you said, 27 yeah. 27-20- oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, I'm, I'm flip-flopping your score. Yeah, I think they win this game. I, 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 I'll be honest. Like A lot of the uh, media members and stuff are – all picking the Chargers. I'm like, no. Look, why is everyone so fucking afraid of this team? It's quite a, kind of a trap game. Well, but you again, know what? I, for me, it's for, not even necessarily the Chargers. Like, I do think they're good. Like, they're not as bad as their record would lead you to think no, that they no. are. They're definitely better than that. But it's more like the West Coast trip. It's more circumstances for the Eagles than it is any fear of the Chargers. They just came off an emotional win against the Giants. And, and then you got to go all the way to the West Coast. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just not yeah. easy. I understand. I, I get all the intangibles. All I get all the intangibles tough. going in, but I just... I, I'm not. I'm not debating you, Sean. I mean, I you know you, you're very well could be. I mean, could be right. I mean, it's just a three point game. They very easily could win. Yeah, I will see. Uh, I also called a blowout against the Giants last week, so uh, you know. Don't pay attention to me anyway. I called yeah. that, too. <laughs> yeah. I, most of us did. I think I was the I only one. I thought it was going to be 75 to 6. I think I was the only one who said it was going to be closer. I think I, I, think I, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. You drunk? Yeah. All right, Mike, we're going to let you go. God gets a safety. All right, guys. Be good. Good thanks. talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for uh, calling in, man. Good night, Mike. Yep. All Catch right. you guys next week. Keep drinking, drink, keep drinking at Scotch, you fuck. Cheers. All right. Penis. Uh, all right. <laughs> <Penis>. <laughs> Uh, so there's Mike. Uh, it was obviously on most most weeks, but uh, he went to call in this week. He has a good reason. I was I was down with the fucking flu for uh, most of the week this week, so he wanted to keep his wife and kids sick. And you guys are here anyway, so <laughs> I figure I'm bolstering my immune system by being here. You're probably, you're probably doing the right thing. You know, if I get the flu, that means the old lady stays away. <laughs> That's probably true. All uh, right, let's move on to the uh, week four predictions. Who's the home team? <laughs> <laughs> Ron, you haven't heard our new uh, our new uh, uh, weekly uh, music yet. Oh, here we go. We have new weekly music? Yeah. We're not doing the NFL themes? Uh, that's the end of this song. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> it's the ESPN primetime music. It would be nice if I can actually get the games up. All right, here we go. Oh, that's that's great. That's crashing on me. 
That's awesome. All right, so in a second, we'll get to the games uh, for week four. So for the NFL, come on, you fuck. Jesus Christ. Fuck ESPN. What was I just praising ESPN for? Fuck them. They can go fuck themselves. All right, so here we go. Saints-Dolphins, 9.30 in London. Cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. Oh, the Saints are game. actually favorite by three. <coughs> Take the Saints I'm going Dolphins outright. What's the Dolphins' record? They're 101. They Saints in that fucking pitiful defense. I'm going Dolphins all the way. Jay Cutler eats them the fuck up. You take the dome team outside of a dome, put them on the road like that. Uh, I think Miami's in a little bit of a better position to handle. The they're still in a dome, but still. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, it's the O2 oh, Arena. Right. I think they're playing. It's still a dome. No, I think I, I'm, I, I could be wrong unless they're playing in a different stadium. I don't know Wembley. I don't know. I they were playing at played at Wembley. Didn't they were they? playing at Wembley. I don't know. I thought it was a dome though. I, I had a fuck right? nose. Either way, I'll go with the Falcons. Bills, Falcons. Bills 2-1, Falcons 3-0. Bills, by the way, with my coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> the Doug. guy that I wanted. Sean McDermott. He managed to be 2-1, and, and Tyrod Taylor actually looks pretty okay for the most part for three games. Tyrod fucking Taylor. You know, as eager as they are to get rid of the fucking guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's been fine. Falcons <laughs> are favored by eight over them. Uh, I would go Bills with the points. But ultimately, I think the Falcons win. In Atlanta, I'm going Falcons. Yeah, in, in Atlanta. Okay. Steelers, Ravens, division battle. Both teams are 2 and 1. It's in Baltimore. Steelers are favored by three on the road. Steelers. I think it's a push. That's a rivalry. I game. think the Steelers win, but it's going to be a field goal game. Flacco's looked really unimpressive so far. Yeah, he has. You might say he's flaccid. Ah, flashy, flashy. <laughs> I say it's a push. I think the Steelers win by a field goal. The Bengals. See, this music puts me in the mood. Don't, don't it? Okay. The Bengals play the Browns. Bengals are three and a three-point favorites. Oh, and three teams going out against each other. Did the Bengals get the first win, or did the Browns get the first Dude, win? The show kids are fucking sucks. He's a fucking terrible. He played all right the first. Yeah, that's been it. He's regressed ever since then. I'm going Andy Dalton and the Bengals to win this game. By Andy more Dalton, on the other hand, also hasn't really looked all that great. Last week he looked all right. Last year, he threw last two, week he did 277, two touchdowns, I think. The kids are fucking blows. I'm going to go Bengals. Or Kaiser, yeah. Or, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Kaiser. Kaiser. What are we calling him, Kinzer? Yeah, whatever. He's a, he's a mix between a, a Yinzer and a Kaiser. He's yeah. a Pittsburgh y- <laughs> Kaiser. Fucking Notre Dame. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going Bengals. Yeah, I'll go Bengals just because I hate Notre Dame. <laughs> the Browns have one guy for Notre Dame and their whole fucking team. i got to root against him because he's from Notre Dame. <laughs> I just want to see him the fail. Brown. You going to Browns? You say Browns win? All right. I hope he throws fucking eight picks. <laughs> Rams, Cowboys. I'd laugh my balls off. They're replacing with Brady Quinn out of the booth. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Ram- <laughs> they drag Colt McCoy back. Rams Cowboys both are two and one, and the Cowboys are favored by six and a half. In Dallas, who's the home team? I'll take the Rams. 
Gurley, Gurley runs for 180. You know what, though? In all honesty, oh, how good does Goff look this year? Goff's look good. He looks like a completely different player. And the, and the Cowboys have not looked good, and the Rams have a decent run defense. Aaron Donald, dude. I tell you, that was one of the things I wanted to look at. I'm going right Rams the on the, the points. Season, you give Goff an honest-to-God coaching staff that could actually teach him something as opposed yeah, to Jeff Fisher and his crew. He looks like a completely different player. I'm not saying he's going to be the man. I'm not saying... But he, this is what you expected to see out of him last year. A player that's on the right track. You know, he's on the upswing. He's, you know, making good decisions. Even if it was the Rams, right. I can't pick the fucking I'm, I'm going Rams on points. Six, six and a half. Yeah, I would do the same thing. I mean, I think ultimately the Cowboys squeak ahead, but I think they're going to be within six. Titans, Texans. This guy's okay. Tennessee's two and a half point favorites on the road in Houston. Tennessee, I like Mariota a lot, man. Like I said, man, Mariota's a legit quarterback. Uh, For all the shit fuck. that Chip Kelly might get locally, that kid can play, man. Like, he, automatically, you can kind of see where his I'm going Texans. Going up again I'm Boston. going Texans. Yeah, or Deshaun Watson. I like I like I like Watson. Watson too. Yeah, I like Watson too. this week. Um, he was the guy I wanted instead of Wentz. I wanted them to hold off that draft and go and get Watson the next year. And all Watson did to prove me wrong is go out and win the Heisman. We got Detroit and Minnesota. Both two and one. Minnesota's favorite by two at home. Only two. Only yeah, two by home. Right. Yeah. I'm going Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Panthers, Patriots, in New England, it's nine and a half. I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going, I'm going Patriots. Dude, Panthers are fucking banged up. More on that. As true as that is, but man, that's a lot of points. Dude, yeah, I, Brady's on a fucking tear. Brady's on a tear right now, man. He Jag- really fucking good. Yeah, he's for four touchdowns from his fucking cap. I don't think he's thrown a pick yet, has he? I don't think he's thrown an interception yet. Uh, I think he, he, he Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, his first. If he does, it's one. Yeah, his first week of the year. Uh, Jaguars, Jets. Jaguars 2-1. and one. Jets are 1-2. and two. Jaguars are favored by 3.5. That's Jags. Yeah, Jags. Jags. 13. 49ers are 0-3. They're underdogs to the Cardinals by 7. Picking against the 49ers is the easiest bet in the world. <laughs> I take the Niners with the points. Nah. <laughs> you pick against the Niners, you're going to be right a whole lot more often than you're going to be wrong. You know what? The 49ers <laughs> haven't been that bad. The 49ers are better. I, that's a lot of points for a team, for the Cardinals. That's a lot of points. The Cardinals aren't that great of a team. I'm going 49ers with the points. Back went down there. I'm going 49ers with the points. Bucks, Buc- uh, uh, Giants, Buccaneers. Buccaneers are three point. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, three-point favorites at home. Giants are on the road, right? Yes. I go Tampa. Giants outright. They get the first win of the year. Hmm. Buccaneers defense is banged up. Offense is still dangerous, though. McCoy's out. Gerald McCoy's out. Where'd you go? Buccaneers. Buccaneers? Uh, did I, I, I sway you? The uh, Raiders are going against the Broncos in Denver. It's a three-point swing going Denver's way. Yeah, Denver's Derek Carr's favorite. another one. How good does he look? I mean, he doesn't look like he missed a beat. 
He, he uh, not last game, the game before, he's been a little slow, but he's been okay. He's been okay. A lot of yards. A lot of yards. That Denver defense, man. He beat Denver's defense last year. It's sort of the same thing. Mile High is always a tough place to play. I mean, right. I don't care how bad or good the you know the Broncos are. I mean, that's I never think, man, that's a fucking walk into. that line three for team for Denver who doesn't impress me that much. Right, so, man. That's he's a, a guy I can't you know figure what? out either. It's like he's just good enough for you to not really. I think that's place a- him, but it's like you know he's not the long term guy either. I mean. But he's not really doing anything. I think Denver wins by three. I think it's a push. I'm going Denver. I'm going to go Oakland slightly. Colts, Seattle for Sunday night. Who the fuck's going to watch that? Seattle's favorite by 13 points. I'll pass on that. Oh, I'll go Colts with the points. I'll go Colts with the points. Seattle hasn't looked that great. I'll take them with the points. Yeah, no. I mean, again, I don't think they're going to win, but Christ, you're going to give me 13. No, 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 that's what I mean. I'm, I'm taking the Colts with the points. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's on the thing. No, great. I agree. I mean. And Monday night. Yeah, it is. Redskins, this is the all-Indian bowl. Redskins and Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by seven. Scalp them, scalp them, scalp them, scalp them. In Kansas City. No. Chiefs. Seven. I still go Chiefs. Nah, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, there's that. First make a piece, then make a movie. <laughs> Buffalo come. How do you know? You're stuck to ground. <laughs> nice. Week four fantasy options, real quick. Uh, so we don't give you the, 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 you know, we're not going to fucking tell you to start Julio Jones because if you're smart, you're going to start him anyway. We go, you know, second tier, third tier players, you know, guys like that. We just talk, don't talk about him. Deshaun Watson, start him against Tennessee. Uh, I, I like him this week. Uh, I think that's why I picked Houston too. I like Tennessee, I, but that's a good, that's a good start. I think he's going to get a decent amount of points, both rushing, passing, and everything. I'm actually starting, I'm starting over, um, Oh, fucking cool. uh, Derek Carr. I'm starting over Derek Carr in my one league. He's going against Denver, so. Yeah, I can see. Uh, running back. Buck Allen. Javarius Allen going against Pittsburgh. Javarius Allen's getting a lot of touches uh, for Baltimore. Um, he's the main man pretty much right now. I, I, There's something about this game. Division game, gritty. You know what I mean? Like I think it's going to be a running game. I'm going Javarius Allen. Uh, wide receiver. Detroit is going against Minnesota, and Minnesota's best second, you know, Minnesota's best cornerback is Xavier Rhodes. And you look at that, and you see Golden Tate going against Minnesota, and you go, "Shit, that's not good." He's going Fuck against, he's going against Xavier, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, he went there. Fuck him. Yeah. Here's the thing: he's not lined up against uh, Xavier Rhodes because he's a Fuck slot him. receiver. And Stafford's going to have a, a good guy in the middle to go to. And they're not going to move Xavier Rhodes to the inside. I'm going Golden Tate as my wide receiver this week. I think he's going to have a good week. And speaking of Lions, I'm going Detroit against Tate. Minnesota. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. A guy in my league's uh, team name is Golden, uh, Golden, the Golden Tate Warriors. Uh, Detroit has scored a touchdown in every game this year, def- defensive-wise. And they're 
in Minnesota against a uh, potential backup quarterback, I'm going Detroit's uh, run, uh, defense. Sit. And it fucking pains me to say it. I never fucking drafted a quarterback early. And I drafted Cam Newton in the fifth round this year. And I fucking regret it. And I'm sitting this week. Sit him. Fifth round you got him? Yeah, I took him in the fifth. That's good value for a fifth round pick. I mean, I wouldn't be kicking yourself too. I was hard between over. him and Carr, and and I'll be honest, Carr had Carr's outproduced Newton, but it's not like Carr's lighting the world on fire either. I forget who the fuck Carolina is playing because I didn't write it down. It doesn't New fucking England? matter. Just oh yeah, they're playing New England. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm sitting his ass until he fucking proves otherwise because he's banged up and he just lost. You know, half I mean, of that his wouldn't be a team. good spot to start him anyway. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, speaking of Carolina, going against New England. I'm sitting him. Uh, I think they're going to be down in this game early, and then I don't think they're going to be running the ball. Justin Stewart's going to be 100 years old. I can't believe he still runs the ball. Seriously. Pierre Garçon, if you have him, sit his ass against Arizona because he's going against Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson shuts down fucking everybody. And Pierre Garçon sucks anyway. He sucks since he went to Washington. You know why? Because Washington fucking blows. The Redskins are a terrible organization. And, and receivers go there to die. I thought that was, thought that was fucking. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just bay mouthing Redskins. So I know, I do, I know Jimmy Reds is listening. Fuck them Redskins. <laughs> Fuck Pierre Garcon. He takes in a stinky toe. <laughs> F him right in the eye. Hit him in the golden taint. And I'm sitting the uh, Bucks defense against the Giants because they are pretty banged up. Uh, you know. What's that? That's the uh, cream ale. Oh. Yeah. No, the other one's gone. I'm sitting the Bucks. I'm sitting <laughs> no, the Bucks no, defense. It's like, oh, there's still a little bit left of the other one. So I'm picking it up, expecting there to be like maybe half a beer or something in there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's a little bit there's more. There's a lot. Here. There's a lot in there. But it's a different growl. It's true. Rawr. We start a new, uh, a new. Growl. <laughs> growl. <laughs> oh, boy. We have a new song to end the uh, show now. Can you hear it? Barely. Just watch my cue. Crank that shit up. Yeah. All right. Freedom Rock, turn it up. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, good show, man. Good show. It was action packed. It was a lot of. What's the matter? What's the matter, guy? You're drunk. Nah, it's fucking naked bro, man. They do it right. They do it right. Guys listening live, thank you very much. Alafa uh, Radio. Cornerpubsports.com. You got it all over my shorts. <laughs> you know, I, I really did think that was the... <laughs> right in the pussy guy. Oh, uh, no, it was him. That was Gary the whole time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I thought that was the fucking that's, right in the pussy Fucking right in the pussy. It's all over my shorts. That's awesome. I thought it was the same. Guy. That's pretty good. Uh, everyone <laughs> listen on TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, download on iTunes, all that stuff. Thank you, guys. There's something. Oh, yeah, this. Thanks, Mike, Once for calling. Gary came, Gary came on. Yeah, that's right. No, we want to thank Mike for calling in. <laughs> thank you, everybody, listen. Ha, ha, ha.
Again, uh, October 20th, we will be October 20th. We'll be at Naked Brewing. October 21st at Naked Brewery. Booze and Brews starting at four o'clock. That was good, Gary. Thanks for her. Who the fuck delivered the pizza? I forget who it was. That was good. Uh, Poppy's Poppy's Pizza in Lighthorn. It's good shit. It's good stuff. Ron, thanks for joining the show again. Yeah, I'm back. Um, for the worst set of circumstances, I guess I'm back. Oh, she wants to give another shout-out. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie, for listening. Mike, thanks for listening, man. Peace out, brother. Uh, oh, Mike said penis out. Rock out with your cock out. Yeah. We just let this play out. Bad fuck. Yeah, we're gonna be 30 seconds over. The songs, the videos, so bad. I can't even watch oh, it. Oh, it's one of the most 80s videos that were ever an 80s video. Somebody do the penis. We'll see you guys next week. No, we only do 80s, Joel. Now take your skankor wife and go home. Penis. <laughs>